boys and girls all over the world tune and dial in to the show where the host put what they hate most on a wheel and give a spin because it's movie night and the time is right to kick back and let go if you're in the mix and you like good flicks then you came to the wrong show it's the weekly watch wheel it's the weekly watch wheel with matt jimmy and shanley All right, that was good. I liked that. Like the energy, starting strong. Woo! Man, I feel very like a excited. desert mutant. Just ready to get my freak on. <laughs> Jeez. Hey, every- what? Go no, go ahead, Shannon. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what level that is, but I'm not there. <laughs> <You're> not there. <laughs> no. Well, hang on. Wait for it. You might. You might get there. Mm-hmm. Hey, everybody! Welcome to the weekly watch wheel where. We'll watch a movie. (laughs) Nice. The past tense there. We did. My name is Matt. I'm one of your hosts, and I'm here with my good friend Shanley. Shanley, how are you? I'm doing well. Are you? Yeah. Good. Glad to hear it. She lost an AirPod today. Found it. I was sitting on it. Yep. I just walked all the way back to the park, back to my car, retraced my steps like three times. And then got back to the apartment and really like, oh man, well that's gone. Find out my husband's just sitting on it. And so while this sounds pretty bad, in my defense, I offered to go look for it for you and you very rudely shushed me and then walked away. And I didn't know you were leaving the apartment. You you said you were opening up the find my AirPod app thing and then you just left. And I don't know why you left because it was in the apartment slash podcast studio the wheelhouse the wheel hoose yeah so i don't know why you walked all the way back there with the app telling you it was her this is the first time using the find my app and i didn't realize that having the one airpod that i did have in the case would confuse the signal i guess oh interesting yeah i didn't know how that works yeah not to mention jimmy's buttholes lined with lead so it wouldn't have picked it up in the first place I mean, it protects you from cancer. Is that why you call it the letterbox? I do not call it that. I mean, that's what's tattooed on your lower back. I don't know if I should feel uncomfortable that you're knowing things about my husband's body that I don't. Well, I've known him a little bit longer. Mm. Two years from now, you're going to know all these things. Mm. Oh, boy. But then Matt will know more things about me that you don't. You're never going to catch up. <laughs> What'd you do today, Shanley? What did I do? What have you done? <laughs> a lot of baby research. Oh, yeah. Nice. Did you know yeah. that they're made from semen? No. The no. sperms swim up there, and then they eat the egg and turn into a baby. They get all big and strong because of the egg, and then they become a baby. It's very scientific. Did you describe it as they eat the egg? Yeah, that's what they do. That's so weird. I've heard people say that. It's because that's what happens. Is that a... <laughs> Is that how you would describe it, Shanley? Uh, that's not how I would describe it. But the research showed it today. <laughs> not the research I was looking at. Mm, I enjoy scholarly pursuits. I mean, it's weird to go here. I, I like. I want to continue this conversation, <laughs> yeah. but I'm not going to ask you a question about it because that's weird. I see it as like the sperm enters into the egg and inhabits the egg. That's what I thought. And then, you know, just... They work together. Yeah, teamwork. So my wife used to say, like, the egg eats the sperm. No, likes, no, no, no. That doesn't make any sense. Does it eat, We eat eggs. Wow. They don't eat us. 
It's a vicious cycle. They don't even cycle. have teeth. All them teeth. No toothbrush. Hmm. I thought you were yeah. going to say no semen. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't. Did you uh, discover anything cool in your baby research? Not particularly. I can't <laughs> remember like what we were talked about last time. Because I feel like I just go through these like circular kind hmm. of... Um, it's like a circle. <laughs> like a freaky circle. Uh-huh. But like, or oh. like a triangle. Mm. Yes. A time trap triangle. Uh, what was I looking up today? What was it? Greg Harbor. Greg the Triangle Harbor. Uh, Greg the Triangle Harbor. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I was reading a lot about uh, breast pumps and... Breast pumps. Diaper genies. Breast. Diaper genies. What's a diaper genie? It's like a special trash. Oh, right. Yeah. That's so much less exciting than what I was imagining. <laughs> what did you think? I will I grant you three diapers. <laughs> My first thought was that it was like a cheat code for diapers. <laughs> but then I was like, that's stupid. It's probably like an Alexa type device that you like say, hey, diaper genie, get me more diapers. And then like it orders diapers off the internet for you. Or, or diaper genie. Do I need to change my baby's diaper? No. Oh, actually, I did find out from Sam that it is illegal to throw away diapers in the trash. What? She said that it's you're not supposed to dispose of human feces that way. It's not a human, it's a baby. I would still think it's human. Yeah. That's how they How get are you. you supposed to do it? Like you're supposed to get like a diaper service? She said you're supposed to flush the Poo poo down. down what you do is, and then throw the rest of it away. You wash it off the diaper in the shower, stomp it down the drain, and then you reuse the diaper. Okay, so we we did cloth <laughs> diapers for a while, so I am very familiar with emptying diapers into the toilet. Oh, it's awful. I just assumed that you threw the dirty diapers into the washing machine, and then you do for the most part. You but, sick bastard! But like, <laughs> I used that washing machine, like the solid caking. Ew, dude, don't say caking. What washing machine are you talking about? The little one. The little Juan. That's a washing machine, yeah. I but that was like it... years and years, years later. Not that much later. It was three. Hmm. Anyway. Just years. <laughs> it was like two weeks after he had pooped in it. No, he didn't poop in the washer. He might as well have, Matt. <laughs> he might as well have. So I guess also they sell like poop bags like you know like dog poop bags uh-huh. but like for baby diapers and i guess what you're supposed to do when you're out and about is if you have to change your baby's diaper then you put it into the bag and then hold on to it until you can dispose of it later not in like a public trash okay so sam is overly conscious because no one's doing that yeah that's which you didn't say no one does it but that's like technically what you're supposed to do i don't care yeah I, part of me is like, I see disposable, and I think it's disposable. Technically, you're not supposed to pee in your pants on the bus, but... It's who, the who... coolest. <laughs> have I ever told you guys, I have a few things that I'm really afraid of. One of them, probably one of the biggest ones, is needing a colostomy bag. Okay. That is the most terrifying thing in the world to me. So thinking about throwing away poop always makes me think of that because 
Mm-hmm. You know, you, mm-hmm. your body just leaks the poop out into that bag that's strapped to your chest or whatever. When you say leaks, that sounds gross. Let's say secretes. Oh, yeah, excretes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on Buy Nothing right now, there is a never-been-used... DIY colostomy surgery <laughs> no. kit. Oh, shoot. I mean, I forget the brand. It's not Mandela. That's the president. But Ola. Um, but nursing pump. Oh. Hmm. Yes, okay, so we're just abandoning used. what I wanted to talk about. <laughs> the colostomy cool. bag? Is are you guys not scared of that? I plan on dying long before I need something like that. I know people that are much younger than you'd think that walk around with those. Really? Yeah. They're out of number. Like thirty. No. Yeah. They got their butthole cut off and they just put a poop bag in their stomach. Hmm. Then you poo into a bag. This probably isn't going on the air, I'm guessing, but what do you do? Like, there's two things that I like in the world. It's making love to half Filipinos and doing jujitsu. And I feel like and both I'm all of those... out of jujitsu. <laughs> <laughs> both of those are a lot less likely if I have a poo bag hanging from my stomach. You could do poo jitsu. <laughs> yeah. You don't want someone to squish the poo bag. I'm glad we went on this tangent. This is all going to get cut anyway. <laughs> it is a lot of this is going to get cut. Are you guys not afraid of this? No, I don't think about it. Think about it. I don't want to. <laughs> Do you not think about it? Mm-mm. Do you think about Ugh. Jimmy getting a colostomy bag? No, but I'm that's convinced. actually more scary to me than me getting one. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm like, convinced that any day now they're going to be like, your butthole's no good. <laughs> Someone's been putting lead in here. <laughs> Surprisingly cancer free. <laughs> I know, right? When you said it, I was imagining just like, like I don't know, like like lining the walls that's, of that's my anus thinking. with lead. Yeah. But now I'm thinking realistically, just I would probably just have to tablets. use like mechanical pencil lead and just that's like slide, just like slide those <laughs> into the hole. That's not really lead. How do you know? It's graphite. Not always. I think it's graphite. I don't Not think all of them. I don't think they're oh. giving lead to children. And they still they didn't throw all the old lead away. <laughs> they gotta do something. <laughs> they're selling it in other countries. Yeah, little kids in Mexico don't have graphite mechanical pencils. Yeah, my family, dude. Gotta Ask go them back. what they write with. <laughs> I will. I will. Okay, I will. <laughs> <laughs> so right. Bill. Yeah. Sour Bill on Wreck-It Ralph. Moving on. Yeah, colostomy bags. So you were studying colostomy bags today, Shanley. Jimmy, uh, what did you do today? <laughs> um, mostly well, How stressed. are you, though? I'm fine. Yeah? You look good. You I look fine. I was better before I started thinking about colostomy bags. <laughs> you know, it's funny. In Spanish... Que you told me... Sorry, go on. In Spanish, que lastima means like, oh, what a shame. Like, oh, too bad. <laughs> I was like, que lastima, Max. <laughs> sorry, sorry about your butthole, Max. <laughs> okay, anyway. I'm really upset. What? I just, I'm worried now. I'm just, this is all I'm thinking about. <laughs> you going to call your doctor right now? No. That's the number one reason I don't go to the doctor. I'd rather just not wake up one day than to go pay a person to tell me they're going to cut out my butthole. I don't think that that's how that works. It's basically how it works. 
You won't be needing this anymore. (laughs) They sell it on the black market. Those bracelets. They sell it on the brown market. (laughs) As hair ties. Is that gross? I think that's gross. (laughs) It's a scrunchie. Um, They circumvent the butthole. (laughs) What did you do today, Jim? This is the, our most crass episode we've had so far. Why is it crass? We're talking about babies and medicine. If you subtract the it's C and the R here. from the word crass. <laughs> oh. Okay. All right. You were saying you mostly just stressed out? No, and that's what I'm doing now. What did you do today? I don't even remember. It's so long ago. Oh, I did go to jujitsu as usual. Um, that was cool. Yeah? Yeah. Kids treating you nice there? I mean, they respect me because hmm. I'm the the alpha, <laughs> <laughs> the big guy on the yard. Yeah. What else did I do today? I woke up. Nice. Talked to your mom for like three hours. Did not. <laughs> Got him. Okay. First off, no, I didn't. Well, you talked to my mom way longer than I did. You talked to her more than I did on the phone. I went to the bathroom and was gone for most I of that did. phone call. And then I, you and then I came out, hung up, and then you called her right I back. Did call so, her right so back. how the turntables? <laughs> yeah. Who talked to my mom more today? How the turntables? How the turntables? <laughs> they good. How to Mike? Just talk to your mom a lot. I okay. don't know. So then, got him. That happened. I heard you tell your mom today you're you're awful preachy for an atheist. I stole you said something similar to that, and I just echoed you, you, it. You yeah. refined it. I said, "Is your mom being preachy?" And I said, and said she's, lecturing. "She's lecturing." And I said, "She's an she's an atheist. She doesn't preach." And then you workshopped that into you're being awful preachy for an atheist, which is a funnier way to say it. Yeah, it worked. Yeah, but you, I wouldn't have thought of it. You win there. Um, I edited some photography stuff. Oh, yeah. I saw on your uh, Jimstagram. Mmm. Yep. It looked Aww, good. Jimstagram. Like that? I'm sure it's taken. Because I'm Shanstagram. Shanstagram right? she, yeah, she's a Shanstagram. All right. So, movie. Yeah. I'll talk about feces and whatnot aside. We are the Weekly Watch Wheel. Oh, wow. Yeah, we're, we're doing spin. that today. And uh, How Jimmy. How are you doing, Matt? I'm doing great. Uh, today was my son's first day in kindergarten. Wow. In addition, my mom and my grandma are also in town. Woo. So I'm really looking forward to having some really cool family time this weekend. Super so. cool family time. We should have her on the podcast. I hope we spin Matt's parents' recommendation. You know, I, over dinner, the podcast came up and my mom was like, everybody liked my movie. <laughs> and I was like, what? And she was like, Ford v. Ferrari. Everyone liked it. And I was like, oh, geez. Yeah, I forgot we did that. <laughs> it was just like this. And she was like really excited about it. That's awesome. She's invested. She is. And she said, I like, I, I think it's cute that Shanley's always falling asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's funny because she has like you and Ray for sons. Yeah. And she's like, oh, that's but, cute. I don't, but, uh, I, I don't we are know sleepy. Mitch that well. Yeah. We are a sleepy uh, people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, for a lot of my life, it's because of the overweightness and uh, sleep apnea. Mm. So constantly exhausted. Dude, I remember when you first got your CPAP. Mm-hmm. That was one of the funniest things. Every night I went to bed like a fighter pilot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
remember we were going to get it from that place on like Amphlet or whatever. Yeah, and really you sketch. were like, doesn't CPAP sound like an old salty sea dog? <laughs> <laughs> he said that's yeah. good. Like, it sounds like an old man. Who, the corn like, cob pipe. Yeah. And like a yellow rubber outfit, like a sea. Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> like what I'm beard, imagining. Beard papa. Kind yes. Of I see that. <laughs> <laughs> that's hella funny <laughs> so is that your mom's dad or your or your dad's dad oh, CPAP no he's not really my grandpa he's just my CPAP <laughs> <laughs> no you're your work wife your CPAP <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome uh, anyway yeah so thanks for asking I'm, I'm feeling great and I'm, I'm really excited to get the show on the road today the road I didn't mean oh, the, oh that just happened ah that was all natural too didn't Man. mean the, can't fabricate those but Jimmy you spun would you get and would you pick I don't remember sequel to a movie we haven't seen yet. yeah sequel to a movie we haven't seen and I picked Mad Max 2 also known as The, the road, road Warrior nice starring racist ass Melly, Melly Gibson's, Gibson's. <laughs> We got to summarize it. I know okay. that this is a formality, but you spun it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get it on. Come on. Um, all right. So, racist ass Melly Gibson's <laughs> is a man, a Max, a man Max. Nice. And he lives in a desert wasteland. Um, AKA Australia. Yes. Oh, <laughs> Uh, I Hit think it's, this movie is about bogans. Is this how they live currently? I don't. <laughs> That's good. So it's a bunch of dudes riding around in the desert looking for hookers and cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> They're not, but maybe they are. They definitely are. <laughs> they for sure are. Yeah. That's okay, subtext. So, That's subtext, though. So Mad Max is in his car. He's got a dog, and he's driving away from a bunch of dudes. That are trying to like run him off the road. And one of them crashes. He turns around and is like going to collect the gasoline from their car and another car that wrecked. And that is our introduction to the way that this world works. And so basically, this is like a post apocalyptic world where gasoline is like the most essential commodity. Mm -hmm. People are. Riding around in like roving leather daddy gangs trying to steal gasoline from other people. And Mad Max is in that world. He's just there. He's just yeah. doing that. We really don't get any indication of what he's actually trying to do. But he gets pulled into this feud between this gang of violent leather daddy pirates and this settlement of people that are producing gasoline and like refining it yeah they've taken over like an oil refining plant or whatever and built a community around that and the leather daddies are trying to take the refinery and the people that live in the refinery are trying to find a way to escape with their gasoline to a more safe and sustainable environment. Right. And Mad Max is caught in between them. That's the whole movie. That's that what is. we watch. Yeah, very simple story. Right out of the the bus gate. Jimmy, did you enjoy it? Um 
I liked it better the second viewing. I watched this one and a half times, and we all watched it separately this week, which is interesting. Yeah, it was um, sad. I mean, you were there when I watched it, but you <laughs> but were not awake. Shanley didn't even try. Nope. Well, um, she she had the six. Whatever. She didn't try to watch it, which is fine, but she didn't. She she <laughs> forgo for for went for went the formality. Hmm. What for? She had the forbearance. Leperform. <laughs> it has been foretold. Don't think we'll forget. However, we will forgive you. Cool. Let's move on before we keep going with this. I think we're going to say before Jimmy says fornicate. <laughs> it's like I'm, I'm trying not to go there right away, but... Shanley, you myself. left the room, and Jimmy looked over, and he goes, oh, this would have been a great time to make kettle corn. <laughs> yeah. I really true. wanted kettle corn. Mm. Also, it's hilarious because I think you said it on air last time. What? But, Shanley, your experience with this oh, movie... no, I didn't. Your experience with this movie was maybe this movie was something your father watched and would send you to bed as a child so he could watch Mad Max. <laughs> I, th- I think it wasn't necessarily like go to bed so that <laughs> I feel like I would go to see bed that and be like, and I'm yeah, go to bed and I'm watching Mad Max and I'd see that and usually be like, yeah, okay, I'm good. I'm going to go to bed instead of being like, no, I want to stay up and watch. Like, <laughs> it was kind of a mutual like, okay, it's bedtime. Well, either way, Matt pointed out to me off air how hilarious it was that we're just following in the tradition again. Shanley's going to sleep, <laughs> yeah. so the dad can Shanley goes to bed <laughs> right away, well, specifically so the dads can sit down and watch <laughs> Mad Max. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Yeah, I wonder if that's just something that was ingrained in you, like you couldn't fight the conditioning. Yeah, I wonder. It's a Shanlovian Mad Max situation. Can't fight the Mad Max. No, you can't fight it. We're so we're way past it, it now. You can try to resist. You're saying before you say racist. fornicate. Uh huh. And I was gonna say, did you need some more foreplay before that? Oh, Shanley with the dub. I mean, it's funny, but also no. <laughs> I'm a man, so definitely not. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> no man has ever said, "I wish there was more foreplay." Hmm. Anyway, really pushing the boundaries on this episode. She's the one who brought it up. I did. I brought it back. She brought up the poo. She brought up the fornication. I didn't bring it up, but I brought it back. Okay, well, you went back to it. Yeah. Okay, cool. So you liked it better the second half time you watched it. Mm-hmm. Very cool. It was fun. I think this movie is a little bit dated, and I think that it just... And like more of an action movie than I am into. Mm. I feel like I need something to care about, kind of. And this was just like there's just stuff going on, you know. What about you, Shanley? Um, I had a really hard time paying attention to this one. I feel like there was not a lot going on at all. Right. Um, and then I, I do feel like it's a little dated, and the action wasn't very exciting. Like, I couldn't help thinking the whole time that, like, oh, yeah, I've seen Mad Max Fury Road. And that just seems like a way better version of everything that 
sure. this movie was trying to do, kind of. Okay. How about you? I loved it. Really? I loved it, yeah. I'll, I'll get into a little bit later in the episode the stuff that didn't really work for me. But I just, I really appreciated what a simple story it is. And it's nice to watch a movie that doesn't have all the baggage that our movies today do. You know, like everything has to have an explanation in the story. Everything is setting up a continuation. Like this movie has like none of that. You don't get an origins for the villain. For this movie, you don't really get an origin for Max. I imagine it's in the first movie. You you get a little bit of a preamble from the narrator, but the majority of people in the movie, you don't even get their character names unless you're listening to other people talk to them about it. There's so many weird clues to backstories that are just never delved into, and it just it, it was so interesting to me. It had so much of my attention. And then the movie ends with hey, we never saw Max again. Now, I know they make another one after this. Two. <laughs> yeah. Another two? There's well, Fury Mad, Road. Max, Mad Max, the Road Warrior, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, and Mad Max Fury Road. Right, mm-hmm. but Fury Road is not about Max. and they're, they're, You don't know that. We've seen it. You haven't. Is it and not? And I looked it up, and I couldn't find anything to corroborate your theory that it's not the same character. Interesting. All that to say is at the end of the movie, they say, we never saw him again. And so it's not weighed down by like, okay, now let's have a epilogue that's going to set up a sequel, mm-hmm. you know? And so this movie was just, it was just very simple in the most interesting way. I do think like if George Miller took this exact script and just made this movie again today, I think it would be way better. Like sure. I don't need yeah. anything changed, Yeah, but just with like, like the abilities of... Like cinema, modern cinema. Yeah. And like the score. I feel like, I don't know if it's just because of the way they digitized it for this like version. Yeah, this edition. But the sound was mixed horribly. It's terrible sound mix. We had our TV on full volume and there was parts where like the sounds were too much. uh, And the music was overblown a little bit. And then they'd start talking and be like, what the hell are they saying? And yeah. there'd be like subtitles that like we couldn't actually hear those words. We just had to yeah, take just, the words Okay, for apparently it. that's happening. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. But watching it for what it is, just I don't want to get too far ahead, but like a perfect example of this is when Max is trying to drive through the barricade set up by, we'll just call them the Leather Daddy Gang, the, the LDG, if you will. And... The humongous pulls out. It's not the humongous. Just it's humongous. humongous. I think they also I mean, call him the humongous. Humongous. Yeah. I think there. I think there's. Sometimes when they call him I that, think he's the only one who calls himself humongous from the leather daddies. No, that the herald calls him that too. Mm, I think that's the toady. <laughs> nice. Because in the beginning they say. Mippy Tippins as the Toady, <laughs> or whatever. I don't know what his name is, but it's something like that. That's good. And it's uh, yeah. Well, I have thoughts yeah. on that guy specifically. But when Humongous pulls out, um, he's got this wooden case, and he opens it, and it's got a it's got a revolver in it with a scope on it. Inside of that case is like red velvet, and there's like a photo of an old military couple, and then there's 
in this case, there's like indentations for bullets and there's only a few of them left. And this weapon has a whole story to it. Mm. And of course they never go into it. It would, it would have totally weighed the movie down, but it's so fascinating. And humongous very meticulously pulls out one bullet from the slot, puts one bullet in the revolver, closes it and aims as best as he can with this handgun. And just from that, you get everything you need to know. He's somehow gotten this gun. That's extremely special, has this long history and he's got to save his bullets. And, you just learn so much about this creepy, menacing villain just from that weird thing. And it really, as far as exposition goes, it tells you nothing. Yeah. But you learn so much from it. And with it being out of date, as far as like the stunts and stuff, I personally really appreciated that because it's like, this is all practical mm. and it really looks like you watching a stunt show. Yeah. And by that, it doesn't mean it's good. <laughs> but that's really, really impressive. And an explosion, a real fireball explosion, looks very different than what we've grown accustomed to with CGI right. explosions. It's a deeper red. It's a, a more opaque black smoke. And it's just this very in-your-face sort of feeling that happens with all of these stunts and explosions. And so I, I'm crazy about this movie, and I'm really excited to get into it. I totally agree. Mm -hmm. Shanley, what do you think? I don't like it as much as you do, just to be clear. Uh -huh. But I do agree with everything you just said. Shanley, thoughts? Nope. You have no thoughts on it at all? None thoughts. That's impossible. I also wasn't paying attention because <laughs> I was trying to look something up. For an hour and a half? I, I, I thought it was boring. I didn't <laughs> like it. Okay. Okay. No problem. So what I was trying to look up and was not successful, I'm hoping you guys know what I'm talking about because I couldn't find anything. Uh-huh. Okay. So I know that this is, like, starring-ish. Or, yeah, starring. Mel, Mel Gibson. Who? Racist-ass Mel Gibsons. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like I didn't recognize him at first. Yeah, he looked mm -hmm. different when he was younger. But then even his voice, I feel like it isn't to, like... 20 minutes in that he sounds like him mm -hmm. I feel like the first bit of the movie it sounds like he's doing another voice right and then he sounds like him but also to me sounds like John Smith who I know is Mel Gibson gotcha mm. so he it's only triangularly yeah associated with Melly Gibson's but I felt like when I was looking at him I kept getting um, super Mac vibes from Always Sunny. It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, he yeah. He did yeah. kind of look like yeah. Mac. I, I thought that as that. well. And then I saw the, the feral child. Yeah. And I thought of Charlie. And I can I feel <laughs> like I can see Charlie Day dressed like, like with a wig and like hair all crazy. Throwing a and boomerang? I don't know about a boomerang, but I feel like I remember seeing him dressed like that child and so i was wondering like am i getting those vibes because they have an episode of it's always sunny in philadelphia where they do kind of like a mad max interesting because i feel like that totally makes sense i, I could see frank dressed up like humongous i totally can too <laughs> but like i feel like i've seen like mac and charlie for sure and so i was just trying to look it up to see if that's an episode and then i was like okay well i feel like i for sure can see charlie is it something else that he's in like i know not interesting horrible bosses but like cause we just watched that but something else that he's done and i couldn't find anything 
so the feral child really reminded me of young Joe Dirt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so Dewey. just for the for the listener, the feral child is kind of like a like a stray dog for the people at the oil refinery settlement. It's like they definitely have a relationship with this kid, but he kind of comes and goes as he pleases. Oh. There's like a tunnel system from inside their area that he probably has made, and he kind of goes out and just does, like wanders. He doesn't seem to speak, but he understands English. Right. And he knows how to throw a boomerang. My gosh, does uh, he know how to throw a boomerang? He's got like a loincloth, and he just kind of wanders. I feel like the reason I don't think that he is someone's kid in the compound or that they really claim him as one of their own is they all have a pretty identifiable, like, good guy uniform. They all wear white. They all wear, like, white and tan, and they all have, like, more normal-looking clothes for, like, what people wear in our modern society, whereas the leather daddies... And everyone else kind of in the wilderness of Australia is, like, more in, like, dark clothes and has more skin showing and is, like, mm. a little more kind of sexy. Yeah. Um, and mm. this feral child's definitely got a splash of that in him. He's got, <laughs> he's got a splash of sexy. Yeah, he's like a young Tarzan. Tarzan? Okay, it's your baby. <laughs> Dude, Tarzan, Shanley. For my baby? Yeah. No. It's your baby. It, that's true. It is. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. You can't argue with that. I'm not naming my baby Tarzan. Okay, fine. Well, let's just not take it completely off the table. What? Let's... Clayton. Clayton. <sighs> How about Ann Daddy? They took my boot. <laughs> For our listeners, uh, Jimmy and Shanley in unison kicked their feet up at took my boot. Oh, yeah. Very good. It's a thing that we've done for our entire relationship. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where, did we, where did we leave off there? We were oh. talking about the feral boy. Ah, uh, right, right, right. Yeah. So, go ahead, Shanley. Shanley. So, can you also see Charlie Day dressed as the feral child and do you know what it's from? Because it's driving me bananas. No. I can't say that I do, but I think I understand the vibe. Yeah. <laughs> the, I think it's the association. More so okay. Charlie is a somewhat feral human being. He eats pet food, things like that. <laughs> and pet sunscreen. Food. Yeah, we'll get there. Okay. Staying focused. <laughs> not word association time. So I, I didn't catch that the boy had some relationship with the settlement i thought he kind of just wandered there around the same time that max did no because at the end of the film there's a whole chase scene where max is driving their oil tanker for Mm -hmm. them the the people of the settlement they're trying to escape from humongous and the leather daddies (laughs) and that should be our band child Hmm? that's our band name Humongous and the Leather Daddies. <laughs> yes. Bro, that is a great band name. I like it. You'd um, get so many gigs out here. So, they're, Humongous and Leather Daddies are chasing Mad Max in the oil tanker, and they're kind of functioning as a distraction so that the rest of the, like, just, I have to guess, give some backstory to this. The people in the settlement at the oil refinery, 
they all look like the people who don't survive the post-apocalyptic world. Right. Like they're all, they're like, all mall people. They're all like, fa- like family looking people. Like yeah. it's a lot of elderly people and like young, clean, like mall looking young, younger people. Yep. They all look like they worked at a Cinnabon before this. Mm-hmm. Did jazzercise. They're not ready to face the likes of the leather daddies. And can any of us say that we are, though? No. I mean, that's why I do jujitsu. I'm hoping in, like, another 10 to 15 years I'm ready. Ready to face them. Yeah. I'm getting used to having another man between my thighs so I can ride the back of a motorcycle. Right. But so the Leather Daddies are chasing down Max. He's a distraction, kind of. But the Feral Child is on the rig with him because the Feral Child really likes Max and is, like, kind of just drawn to him, maybe because the Feral Child's kind of a badass. And so okay. he sees this like role model yeah, figure, yeah. but he is on the rig with him when they think they're going to like get away. The old people pull up next to the rig and are like, Hey, like we're safe. Like feral boy jump onto our thing. It's like in a moving car next to the big rig. Yeah. It's like they're the trying end to of get him to jump off. Yeah. And I think that was, if I understood correctly, they were kind of double crossing Mad Max. Oh, right? okay. Isn't that kind of what's happening there? I, I get that kind of now. Yeah. I couldn't really tell, but I thought maybe that was what was happening. And so they lure the boy, or he's trying to like get the boy to jump onto his car. So maybe the leader of the refinery folk is a pedo. Oh. But maybe they actually did like, go, hey, you're one of us. We don't want you to be stuck with this loser that we're all about to ditch. So, like, jump onto my car now that it's safe and we're going to, like, abandon Max. Gotcha. I just love that the child's response to all of this is to just growl and then <laughs> continue biting. Yeah. <laughs> Unconscious. Was, yeah, I thought that guy, guy was dead. Yeah, he's not moving at all. And the kid is just growling and continuing to bite him. And bite his him. hand, yeah. So, I am going to give you one opportunity here. To make a reference that I feel like is a Shanley reference all day. Oh, no. Did the feral child remind you of any other properties that you love? The baby from the Croods. Yeah. Three words. I thought you were going to say that. Release the baby. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what you were going for? Yeah. Three words. Nice. I'm really hoping that our child is awesome. Like that? Kind of. Yeah. So Shanley loves the Croods, and in the Croods, the baby of the family is like a wild animal like she's like sort of like donnie Mm -hmm. from the wild thornberries but like more violent (laughs) and the feral child kind of had that vibe and shanley was into it i was well this is interesting to me because i did not understand there's the part where the feral child kills the leather daddy with the rufio mohawk Mm -hmm. he kills like his lover (laughs) Oh, yeah, the boomerang. So in yeah. my head, like I've been badass. calling that guy White Trash Rufio. Okay, yeah. Uh, okay. So I think we should just go with that. Okay, so he, he kills White Trash Rufio's lover. Wait, see, you... Wait, 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 Okay, wait. go on. And then, so White Trash Rufio, in, in an ADR voice, is like, That's it! Take the compound! And I'm like, wait, what? Get the kid. It was the kid. He's three feet away from you. These guys are behind a barrier. What's the association here? And I still kind of feel that way. Like, why didn't he just go kick that kid? Not clear. Because the kid's got a boomerang. 
And I think he has the boomerang at that point. Nope. So mm. I think boomerang went kid through it. It didn't hit anyone. Or the guy tried to catch it. And his fingers. I think that's the, the second, second throw. throw. I think yeah, the first, the first one is where he kills the lever. Yeah, see, so he does get it back. Feral child throws the boomerang, kills the lever. White trash Rufio pulls the boomerang out of the guy's head or or like off of the ground. Tries to throw it at the boy, but he it doesn't come back to him because he doesn't mm. know how to throw it. The boy picks it up, throws it one more time. The toady is tries to catch it. Tries to catch <laughs> it, and his fingers fall off. They get sliced off. Uh-huh. And yep. then it still comes back to the boy. Yeah. So we worked so it out. So boomerangs are amazing. Yeah, I don't think they really work quite that well. No, they do. You just said like it yourself. This is all practical. <laughs> Everything in this movie happened. That's because he's in reverse. <laughs> he was in reverse. That was really badly. <laughs> they showed so, him like catching it, but it was backwards. It was, it was like, him running. He walked backwards and threw it. And, and then, he, like, then they ran it. it backwards. Yeah. It was reminiscent <laughs> of little gage dying in the hallway when he's in reverse <laughs> there, there's a lot of bad reverse and fast forward and adr on this but we'll definitely get to that where, where do we go from here is there more to talk about about the little boy i found him off-putting and don't do it <laughs> you do the i mean honestly i don't think i like the kid Except for the cool boomerang action. Just to say, honestly, we all should be off footing. <laughs> Alright, that's Jurgers gonna keep going with it. No, I am not giving up pudding. Go ahead. <laughs> Where's my I snack liked, pack? <laughs> I liked him at the end when he's when they're trying to like come come here or come with us, and he's like, Arr! and then just continues attacking <laughs> the, the guy tail. that's not a threat. Yeah. So Jimmy and I have had arguments before because I say that. All kids are adorable. And then when they hit seven, then all bets are off and some kids are cute and some kids are... That's what I say. Yeah. You're wrong. But then I saw this kid and I'm like, this kid is weird. Woof. (laughs) (laughs) And so I I didn't... Mad Max's feral child. Woof. (laughs) (laughs) I also got a slight vibes of um, the girl that's like in the pool in Con Air. Where he's like, where is this oh, yeah. kid's parents? Uh-huh. Mm. The little white trash girl. Yeah. Did he eat her? No. No, because she waves goodbye at yeah. the end. Yeah. Okay, I love that. for Conair. Yeah, I forget This that podcast loves Conair. We talk about <laughs> Conair so often. I think it's basically like... <laughs> trying to manifest destiny on this thing. You can't fight it and neither can I. We'll manifest. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, the Ferris. The Ferris. Okay, so... I think we should start with... Wait, wait, wait. No. I, I got a question. Is this little boy, this actor, is he, like, acrobatic? Because it seems like some of these things, like, he's actually doing, like, backflips and, like, hanging down from, from like, bars and stuff. I kind of think that all Australians <laughs> are capable of, like, impressive physical feats. Gotcha. Oh, that's you know? what it is. I do think that from thousands like, of I years like of observing kangaroos. I feel like they can all, like, kind of do, like, a flip. Okay. You know? They definitely can all surf. Probably, like, catch, like, a knife with their teeth or something. <laughs> I just feel like they, they're born with those skills. Okay, so he's not special. <laughs> yeah, he's, I mean, he might be special. He kind of has, like, a Brother Bilo look to him. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> 
Okay, that was my last question about that kid. Okay, are we? Do you guys want to just go characters for a second? We'll just kind of bounce around. I don't think we need to do everyone, but like standout characters. We'll just talk about them for a minute, or what? Sure, sure. At the at the end, let's do something that's sort of like popcorn, but with characters, because a lot of these characters are just bits, mm-hmm. and they're they're barely in the movie at all. Yeah. So we'll just we'll start throwing out some characters. Definitely. Okay. Oh my goodness. Sorry, I'm scrolling through IMDb. And guess who the kid, the feral child, is literally Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> they are credited as the feral child. We did it. The feral kid. Yeah, it says that in the opening credits. Oh, I, I wasn't reading that. It says credits. like a bunch of names, and then it says blah 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 as the toady, and then it says another. What did you name? say? His name was Mippin Mippy Tippins, <laughs> and then it says another name. <laughs> Can you find out who the toady is? No, please don't. Okay. I just want to know. I want to live in a reality where this is and then, So it says that. I didn't think you were going to be able to say the same thing that you said earlier. Oh, no, that's what I think it is. That's, that's, it wasn't just random noises. <laughs> Mippy Tippins. Okay. So, so then there's another name. And then it says, what, what's the kid's name, Shanley? Emil Emil. Emil Minty as the feral child. <laughs> okay. And so I was like, oh, wow, okay. Like, these must be, like, special characters. He's also in something called Wasteland 3. Very good. Okay, it looks like a video game. But I was going to say, oh, is that just his thing? Is like, just, yeah, waste- that's his scene? Yeah. yeah. If there's a wasteland, he's in it. Yeah. It's kind of like... Uh, the Rock with Jungles? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I'm trying to think of... How many movies I can name now with The Rock and Jungles? Oh my god, this is going to be a, such an off-topic <laughs> podcast. That's okay. That's okay. Let's go. Let's do this. Uh, start it off, Shanley. There's one real easy one. I can think of two. There, okay, just just one at a time. One. Oh, okay. Jumanji. Why? Do you see what I'm dealing with here? <laughs> I just realized what it was. <laughs> uh, I'll say um, Jumanji, the next level. Okay. The Rundown. Yeah. The Jungle Cruise. Okay. It is. I thought we were going to do a game now where we don't say that, but <laughs> she goes in. Nope, you gave it to me. <laughs> the Mummy Returns? There's an oasis in there. Yeah. Hobbs and Shaw? Right. Is there They a go to Samoa. Scene? Yeah. Oh. I mean, I assume <laughs> because of what you just said. Did you? Were you just kidding? No, I'm serious. I thought yeah. that. Like, I remember there being lots of green yeah. in it. Yeah. I didn't see it. I saw trailers, but... I feel like there's a jungle part of the Scorpion King, right? Probably. I don't know. I think you're thinking of the same thing Matt said. Yeah. The Oasis. I have another one. But it's also kind of a stretch. Uh, Journey 2. Okay. It's the journey to the center of the earth. Mm-hmm. He's in the second one. I think there's jungles in it. Would you all say Moana counts? Yeah. Yeah. It counts as much as Hobbs and Shaw or the Oasis in yeah. The Mummy. Okay. Damn it. I think I might be out. Yeah. We'll leave it for now. Okay. We'll come back to it. Gridiron Gang. Yeah. An urban jungle. (laughs) (laughs) Do we start with Max? No, but sure. Whatever. Yeah. It's kind of obligatory, right? No, I don't agree, but I'm being a team player, so yes. Okay. So, (laughs) Shanley, you brought up that Melly Gibson's 
looks super different in this movie and sounds yeah. oh, different. Oh, I wanted to say something about that. No, okay, can cool. I? Take it. I'll, Are I'll, you going somewhere? I was just going to say that it, it's pretty cool to hear him with his Australian accent. Yes. I mean, the U.S. is, we've definitely claimed him. I think he's lost his accent. I don't think he even has it anymore. But it is very interesting mm-hmm. hearing him speak in his Australian accent. Yeah. So young in this, so handsome. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can I go? Yeah. Dude, so I thought he looked exactly like someone. Did you guys have a specific reference? I know you were trying to get to it. He does kind of look like Mac. I can see that. Mm-hmm. There's one person that I thought he looked like. And then when I Google imaged it, I found a picture that was like, yup. I don't think I've seen this picture before, but it's what I was thinking. Jim Caviezel. No. No, I have no idea. George Michael. Oh, yeah. Right? Wow. George yeah, Michael. Okay. I feel like it could have also Mad been Billy Michael. Idol. But yeah, George Michael. I mean, this one, with he's got like a leather jacket with the sleeves rolled up. And like a cuff and fingerless gloves mm, and similar and hair tank. and like a scruff thing going on. He has a bunch of stuff strapped to his belt. So that really did it. I don't know why, because I don't think Mad Max had an earring, but him with like the cross earring yeah. also makes me think of Mad Max for some reason. Yeah, I can see it. Wow. Um, hair so feathery. Yeah, right? It's impressive. It is. Wham. So <laughs> I I really thought that. And between that and I'm so stupid. I was thinking the word wham is the same upside down. It's not. Uh, <laughs> almost. It's close. Go on, though. <laughs> I'm an idiot. I feel like you could draw it in a way that it yeah. would work. Yeah, you, you know? could. Yeah. But I really liked Max, even though he was kind of a blank canvas. You know, yeah. he's almost like a white knife type of character. <laughs> He's a real wife, white knife type. Yeah, yeah um, I can see that. I thought he was very cool. So I immediately was thinking he kind of had like a Rufio look. I was like, oh, like this must have been inspiration for Hook. And there is tons of stuff in this that I'm going to probably remember sporadically. Okay. But I was watching this and I was like, this movie is so influential in a bunch of other things that I've watched. Yeah, like, totally. It's crazy how how many movies that have come after this clearly took inspiration from it yeah is is mad max the originator of the spiky post-apocalyptic aesthetic i i don't know (laughs) because that's everything everything is like that yeah demolition man is like that thrasher Mm -hmm. and mosh from the wwf Mm -hmm. you remember them yeah this is a very familiar look i I mean mean, i'd believe it it's hard to talk about the mad max character aesthetic Without kind of going into just the whole look of this movie. Okay. So, I mean, should we just do that real quick? And sure. And just kind of all over, mm-hmm. and then we'll go back to Max specifically? Okay. Sounds good. What is up with, like, the football shoulder pads? I know. Like, do they even have football in Australia? Because you don't wear no. pads in rugby. And they have, they have Australian rules football, but they don't wear pads like that. Yeah, so, like... I mean, are they hockey pads? No, they're clear. I'm not wearing they're shoulder pads. pads. <laughs> I'm not wearing hockey pads. <laughs> so I think with the shoulder pads, it's just uh, some of that 80s aesthetic coming through. I feel like one of the girls that lived on the compound, she had like the teased bangs and the... Um, Headband. Yeah. The, the, one, the girl that was like way too clean. Yeah. Suspiciously clean. And she had, like, the kind of, like, side pony going on. Yeah. yeah. Like, I felt, like, just watching her, it's like, oh, yeah, it make, 
She's in the Let's Get Physical music video. Mm-hmm. This movie was made in the 80s. Sure was. Yeah, I was convinced that she was wearing like a leotard. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we leggings. saw her lower half, but she had leg warmers on. Yeah. yeah. She also, I feel like she only wore white, and mm-hmm. it was always immaculate for being, you know, mm. in the Yeah, like so all nice. the rest of them looked kind of like scroungy, Brownish, like yeah. scavenger. Yeah. Like they were wearing lighter clothes, but like that's fine. She looked like, where? You, you just know? walked in from the mall what's funny about that is like she's not an unattractive person but i didn't find her like particularly attractive okay. however i was just like oh this girl's clean <laughs> like, and i was like okay dude i so get that <laughs> we'll get to it later but gyro bill or whatever his name the is, the gyro captain yes the gyro captain he says the same thing is that what he says about her that she's clean he says to Max, when he's like rambling, when they're walking around, he's like, "You know what I miss?" He's like, "The smell of a clean woman." <laughs> and then really he's like, "And then weird. he's like saying a whole bunch of other like horny stuff." <laughs> and then when he meets that girl, he's like, all like sniffing her and like, Ew, "I'll I didn't save know. you." He's like, "Let me save you." Well, so let me I'm, save I'm you, man. Hearing Pineapple Express. Yep. <laughs> what is it in Pineapple Express? <laughs> it's like towards the end when um, Seth. Rogan and James Franco are like handcuffed and they're rubbing up against each other trying to break free. I don't think they're handcuffed. I think they're like tied together. Uh, okay, that's it. And yeah. Seth Rogan's trying to like rub like the rope up. James Franco's like. ropes off of him. He's like, let me save you, man. I'm going to save you. And he's like, <laughs> like humping the rope off of him. Yeah. It's very sexual. Gotcha. So anyways, they're in like clearly a hot environment it's like yeah the desert and everyone is wearing leather mm. like this is slats would be right at home <laughs> he Honestly, totally would if they allowed black people in this movie <laughs> he would have been like racist at smelly gibson's probably did, wouldn't have been cool with that but yeah he he would have fit right in with he his eye have, patch yeah. and his and his he, skin yeah. showing mm-hmm. oh so much skin so showing. much Humongous's uh, studded codpiece. Oh yeah, very tasteful. So, what is the logic behind this? Because everyone is wearing shoulder pads. I don't know what those are for. Everyone is wearing leather. A bunch of people have like strange accessories on. Yeah. Some of them, like the leather daddies, are a mix of just a vibe that they're going for. Yeah. But also with some practical things. It seems tactical. Like some of, of them, it is armor. Yeah. But like the toady with his like furry helmet. It's it's just a full fox yeah. on his head. It's uh it's very strange. It doesn't I don't know what, what that's for. Well I don't know if I'm jumping ahead if Toady's gonna get his own section here, but I wanna call this out right now. Did any of you think that he looked exactly like Pauly Shore's character in the Goofy movie? No. Really? Really? Yep. Shanley, you're going to betray me here because I'm going to stand by what I said because I love the Goofy movie and I know what Matt's talking about. I see the similarity, but like I it's totally different. I think I know different. what character you're thinking of too. <laughs> and this! They look like... Shanley, are you looking? <laughs> yeah. I feel like not actually in the face, but just <laughs> but, no. that hair. Yeah, that hair. And the and the glasses and just kind of the the, the face. facial expressions. Yes, it's him. 
<laughs> you just named the three most standout things about both of these characters. They look alike. Yeah. I Can... see the similarity, but this look. guy looks like a chubby old man. Ew, and he has babies strapped to him. What? I'm looking at a full body. Okay, hold on. I'm, I have to show you guys this. Uh, I don't think those are babies, are they? They're like bunnies, yeah? Stuffed bunnies? They're stuffed animals. One of them looks like a panda. Interesting. So, Shanley, you looked at Polly Shore's character from Goofy Movie, and you saw the toady. What do you think? I don't know. It's weird. Like, I feel like they don't look alike, because I feel like the character from the Goofy Movie is really, like, small, and the character from Mad Max is just, like... Bulky. Rotund. Yeah. But I feel like when you just look at their heads and see what's on top of their heads, <laughs> that, yeah. I feel like, and I feel like they're even like the same color. Yeah. It's like are. a very like golden orange mohawk. Sort of mohawk. It's like a, a mullet fluffy. hawk. Yeah. It's like a mohawk. Something, something in between. Something I don't think I've really seen elsewhere and so just like anything quite like it it's pretty specific so they both got those those dark like circular sunglasses and a kind of dumb smirk on their face kind of yeah both of them vaguely resemble dogs how did we get to the the oh we were talking about the aesthetic their clothing um i just wonder in general in this world gone mad max how is it that they can accomplish such intricate, elaborate grooming? So many of them have, like, mohawks and dyed hair and oddly cut hair. How are they doing that? Unknown. It's so easy to not think in this movie. But right. But I feel like, going back to it, like, if, if this is really a lifestyle, I don't understand the leather and nudity like that just it doesn't seem fun did you find it a trifling unnecessary to see the crack in the white trash rufio's bottom oh because of the assless chaps <laughs> yeah yep interesting that's funny my, like my, did there. my weights are all two reference yes thank you yeah but also very earnest what i was just saying <laughs> There, there was um, a scene that it, it was just, the entire frame was just an upskirt <laughs> of white trash Rufio. Oh yeah, and I yeah, paused so it. <laughs> I feel like there's different things going on. Okay. Well, on one end, you have the refinery people, and boy, are they refined. Yeah, they're dignified, and mm. they're all wearing white and tan, and they have a lot of knitted stuff. Uh, there's a lot of shawls and rich tapestry. No, but they are like, they look like the good guys Mm -hmm. and they're very like covered. They're pretty reserved, you know, Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. almost more practical seeming, not quite, but a little bit. I think they're overdressed. They are a little overdressed. I got hot. They definitely look like they should be running hot, but yeah. They're also wearing, like, knitted fabrics or whatever, like, woven fabrics. Probably still cooler than the leather Black leather. Because everyone who isn't in that, except for the gyro captain, everyone else 
in this movie is wearing leather. Yeah. And shoulder pads. And some <laughs> yeah. of the people in the refinery had shoulder pads, but none of them had leather. And I feel like leather, even if it's got holes for your butt cheeks, like a lot of them did, yeah. um, <laughs> you're probably still overheating. Well, if you knew human anatomy, you would know that. Um, Did you almost say anatomy? Yeah. Because that's hilarious. That's what I call mine. <laughs> Check out this anatomy. Uh, you would know that the most ventilated parts of the human body are on the butt cheeks. The buttocks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, which is ironic because it's like, why are you uncovering them then? Like, Well, that's what the leather daddies figured out. No, if that's already ventilated, you don't need to uncover it. Oh, but you can be doubling down on the bottom. I think because they make love to each other's butts, <laughs> they are more cautious about swamp ass. So they got to leave the butt cheeks out so that you don't get all, you know, gamey back there. <laughs> <laughs> that's staying in. I don't know if that is. <laughs> it has to. That's a genuine point about the movie. I'm thinking there's practical application to their outfits. <laughs> practical application. Asplications. <laughs> um, so, okay, arguments for why they might need the leather. The people at the refinery are staying pretty stationary. Yeah. Everyone else, the leather daddies, Mad Max, they're all out on the road. They, the gyro they, captain doesn't travel on the road. He flies. So he's not as concerned about getting run off the road and crashing. They all need the protection in case they are skidding around on the asphalt or whatever. Right, right. Especially uh, white trash Rufio. He rides a motorcycle. Yeah. And I've never I've never been a biker. But from what I hear, there's really no... Yeah. Ro- and, and, there's no and substitute know- for assless chaps. <laughs> it, might say, it might strike you as surprising. I'm, I've never ridden a motorcycle. I know I look like a really I think tough it's guy. Rided. I've never ridden a rided cycle. Yes. Um but from what I understand, yeah, there there's really no substitute for for leather uh mm. for like <laughs> protecting yourself from like the heat and the yeah, the dangers of You have to get biking. something that says daddy likes leather. Do you mean leather daddy? <laughs> Is that a thing? <laughs> so there's What's that. the guy's name in Dodgeball? Like you must be daddy. Is it just daddy? I think so. I don't remember <laughs> when they get the wrong the uniforms. Thing is the choker just says daddy. Yeah, uh, that's, it. <laughs> that's right. They dude. have to play in the bondage yeah, stuff because it has to be matching uniforms. Mm-hmm. That's fun. So, I think there is some practical aspect to it, but <laughs> nice aspect. Uh, humongous <laughs> is a completely impractical outfit there's no i mean that's just a flex i mean that's just him being like this, this is what i'm into so what he wears is like, we've said it's this a before slats a st- style leather x thing, <laughs> yeah harness. leather straps around him I feel like and oh the tan straps. lines they're not that thin he's just huge he's mm. humongous if you will true <laughs> he wears a jason Voorhees mask it's sort like of metal it's more like a man in the iron mask it's like mask. a hybrid between the man in the iron mask and Jason Voorhees. Right. And then... Uh, but he a, does a have the studded... Jason Voorhees, like, wispy, long hairs uh, on his bald yeah, head. Yeah, his lumpy it's bald very head. very creepy. Yeah. They showed that way too many times. Yeah. But it raises I... questions about the character that 
You want to know? Yeah, like, was he in a fire? Does he look like Sloth, for mm, example? Hey, I assume so. I do wonder, how is it that he maintains such, like, a technical muscular physique in in the wastelands? Like, shouldn't he just have emaciated body type? No, dude. He's how, out there doing dips. <laughs> on what? His cars. Car dips. You pull, you park two cars next to each other and start doing dips. Oh, I don't buy it. His legs are huge. How's, how's he working out his legs? Lifting cars. Squat down, grab the bumper, and lift. Okay. Also, just slamming ass all day. <laughs> He's out there flexing those glutes. Not all of them are gay, though. He says, and wait, where is it? He says, as they're assaulting the refinery <laughs> in the beginning of the... <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> That's the worst kind of salt. <laughs> <laughs> when 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 Mad Max and the gyro captain first see the refinery and Humongous's leather daddies surrounding Humongous it, and the leather daddies, if you um, please. <laughs> Humongous yells out, "Smegma crazies to the left, gay boy berserkers to the gate." Yeah. So, I mean, maybe the smegma crazies are straight. But I'd imagine the gay boy berserkers well, are gay. <laughs> yeah, I, I would think so. And I think you can't look at Humongous and, and not get like, a little gay yourself. <laughs> he's he's definitely not refining or he's definitely not restricting himself to one gender. I think he's at least. I don't know. He wears a chastity belt. That's true. Maybe kind he's of chaste. <laughs> Is it? Or I thought it was just kind of like a leather Speedo. No, it, it's got some density to it. It's oh. n- not just a Speedo. It's like it's like a athletic supporter. We <laughs> made it of black leather and metal studs. But all jokes aside, they rape aside. a woman. Oh. <laughs> they rape a woman. And there's also that scene when Max drives through a tent and there's a man and a woman banging. They are banging. So they're not all gay. You don't know that. Okay. Where was that woman from? Because, like, no women roll with them at all. Maybe neither of those people were with them. <laughs> it's just like random Maybe they were just camping there anyways. <laughs> you know what? That's actually somewhat <laughs> plausible. They're like, oh my god, where did you guys come from? Interesting. We reserved this campsite weeks ago. <laughs> We reserved it before the the fallout, <laughs> but yeah. we thought, damn it, we're going to keep this reservation. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's a weird, weird world they live in. Okay, I think you're getting pretty Christian-y right now. I don't think it's our room to judge how they live. I was talking about the aesthetic. Uh, we all know what you were talking about. That aesthetic. I think that I wouldn't be shocked if in a collapse of society... Sexual freedom escalated pretty rapidly. Hmm. You wouldn't be surprised? I mean, I know I'd be doing some weird shit. <laughs> right, Shanley? I don't know if I know what you're talking about. You know. Jimmy is thinking of getting himself the uh, humongous costume and wearing it around the house. Yeah, I'm torn between that and the gimp from Pulp Fiction. Very similar vibes. Yes. Extremely similar vibes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think 
Humongous in the summer, gimp in the winter. Humongous in the summer, gimp in the winter. This is such a daunt. Where do I begin? Used to sing tenor in the church choir. Really, I was flexing, but the girls, they was fine. Andre 3000. It's a little bit of a mix-up, according to what you just said. And free associated all over the mustache. <laughs> all right, let's keep this energy going, guys. All right. So, if we're talking aesthetics, are we just talking about their outfits? Or you said we're talking about the world. Can we talk about the vehicles for a yeah, little bit? Let's get oh into my it. gosh, I mean, that just uh, ties in. Okay, cool. Lots of cool vehicles. I just really want to bring up two for now. There's the one vehicle that. Uh, that the old man that you posed either has an existing protective relationship with a feral boy or mm-hmm. is a pedophile. Yes. His car is the coolest. It's like it's like a stainless steel, almost looks like a rocket ship. Uh-huh. It is amazing. It's this this long chassis. It almost looks like a roadster. But all, all of these cars are made up of just a hodgepodge of parts that people have found over time. So Yeah, and it seems like they have that guy with his legs wrapped up that's like moved around on a yeah, chain. Yeah, the mechanic guy. Yeah. And yeah, I think it sounds like he just has been building, like, yeah, collecting parts to rebuild cars to prepare for this journey that they're trying to take. It's so cool. And and so the people who live at the compound, their cars have that kind of care look into them. Mhm. Whereas the vehicles of everybody else of the like humongous and the leather daddy gang, mm-hmm. their cars are just ugly and brutal and mean looking and, and one like, of their all go- the modifications to it seem to be like assault modifications. Weaponized. Yeah. Like yeah. They're, they're but, all like with mounted like harpoons and stuff like that attached to it. Yeah, well there there's this one where there's these two posts that go up in the front and when humongous does his big humongous monologue. He's so try- flamboyant. <laughs> makes me just want to set myself on fire they they come up with hostages from the compound that they have tied onto the car and they like sorry what what i'd said before they these... even you brought up the rape and we just moved on <laughs> we'll get to that yeah <laughs> i just feel like that's maybe a bad look i don't know but yeah we'll, we'll go back to it well there's a lot of brutality and stuff that we're definitely going to get into but right now we're just talking about about the aesthetics um i understand they tie up these two hostages these two guys to those two twin posts and those people are like begging for their lives and also telling the people in the compound to not like give in i think one of them is tell him anything (laughs) yeah one of them i'm not the monster here you are I always forget that that's the dad from Third Rock from the Sun. Oh, yeah. and the Trinity Killer. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that guy. He's also Judd. Jonathan Lithgow. He's Judd in the new Pet Cemetery. Yeah, he's uh, James Franco's dad in the new Planet of the Apes trilogy. It is. Mm-hmm. I'm not sick anymore. Anyway, anyway. So, yeah, one of the hostages is begging for his life. The other hostage is saying, like, don't... He's saying, yeah, kill us. Don't tell him anything. Them, like, just blow everything up. Get rid of it. But the reason I bring this up is because later on in the movie, where there's the great escape, where Max is driving the tanker, that car still has their dead corpses tied to the front of them. Mm-hmm. It's insane. So brutal and crazy. And I just wanted to highlight that 
that yeah. vehicle stands out to me. It's got two dead bodies hanging on the front of it. Yeah, it was cool. Hmm. I didn't realize that was like intentional. I thought it was kind of lazy with the props. Like, oh, I'm not taking this down. <laughs> well, I thought it was just like, oh, it's a body, you know? And just like not realizing like, oh, no, that's supposed to be like that is a dead person. Yeah, and it, it comes into play in one of the stunts. You know, with that whole chase, it's kind of hard to make heads and tails of things. But there's like a part where that vehicle crashes into the tanker and then like the bodies are like ripped off of the posts. It's really brutal. But why is it called? <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> okay, calm down. Here we go. Why is it called assless chaps instead of chapless ass? <laughs> the chaps are missing, not the ass. The ass is very much present. <laughs> I'm glad that this is them just stewing in your brain. No, it just came to me right now. The part for the butt is missing. The, I the understand. Buttless. But the chaps are missing on the ass. These the whole ch- thing are the chaps. Yeah. Huh. But then you have a chapless ass. <laughs> 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 I think they go together. I don't think they're mutually exclusive. <laughs> it takes one to make the other. It's a symbiotic relationship. My assless chaps created my chapless ass. <laughs> oh my god. That's great. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> Can't cut that. I'm not gonna cut that. <laughs> No more than I can cut the butt out of a pair of chaps. Oh, you could, dude. You've been sewing and stuff. You're a seamster. Yeah. These chaps I wore in rootin' tootin' rhythm. It'd be hilarious <laughs> if, like, in June, I showed up to jujitsu with <laughs> the butt cheeks of my jujitsu pants cut off. It would be great. Uh, okay, sorry. We'll refocus. Yeah, I thought that was very cool with that vehicle. I really like Max's vehicle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's more subtle. Um, uh-huh. And it's just like a muscle car kind of thing. Yeah. It, I don't know what it is, but they all comment on being impressed by it. I think he said it's the last of the V8 interceptors. Mm-hmm. Yes. The guy that we both said looked like the most Australian person we've ever seen. <laughs> is his name Papagayo? Yeah, something like that. Okay. The leader of the... The compound. The compound, if you will. And he really is the most Australian-looking person <laughs> in the world. He really is. He's got very stern, chiseled facial his features. His eyes are, like, closed almost. Yeah, from sun exposure. Yeah. His hair is, like, topaz, <laughs> white, blonde. Mm-hmm. And uh, his haircut is in such a way that the side profile of his head is actually shaped like the continent of Australia. I could see him being Steve Irwin's dad. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I totally can. Papagayo Irwin. <laughs> yep, that's his full name. <laughs> but he is kind of talking shit about Mad Max's car. What does he say about it? I think. I could be mixing him up, but I think he's, like, criticizing Max for, like, holding on to the past. And, like, something about, like, his car is, like, oh, like, you're clinging to, like, the way things used to be or oh, whatever. Oh, yeah. There's, like, a weird kind of attack on his character at one point. Right. And I think it starts from the car. Hmm. But I liked it a lot. I thought it was pretty cool. His car. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it, it the ha- loud, like, air intake 
that's like sticking through the hood. Yeah, it's like I all love that, intense, dude. Why don't know? they do that anymore? They should do that more often. I think me being raised with Hot Wheels cars, I thought that was much more common yeah, than maybe I it ever like was. Most people's cars <laughs> had that. Yeah, one in six houses have exposed engines. Uh-huh. Yeah, I guess it's not really real, <laughs> or at least not common. And the only kind of tricked out thing is like. Most of the seats are removed in, in the inside of his car, and then he's got his car booby trapped to explode if somebody tampers with the gas tank. Mm-hmm. I think that like there's kind of like a snowplow type thing on the front at one point, but he like crashes his car early on, and I think it like breaks off right away. There's also like a, it's like the equivalent. You remember in Jurassic Park: The Lost World where the seats come out so that way the hunters can shoot at the dinosaurs. You know what I'm mm-hmm. talking about. It's like mm-hmm. it's one of the favorite parts of the movie. Not the favorite, but it's one of the favorite parts. Mm-hmm. His car has something like that because the feral boy, he opens the door and the boy's sitting on a chair. So it's like, um, it's almost like a fold-down chair, almost like a movie theater sort of fold-down chair attached on the inside of the door. So you can sit on that, open the door, and then you're facing back, and I think you can gun from there. When is the feral boy in his car? I think that's in the the big rig, the Mack truck that they're driving. No, this is... It's Mad Max's Han Solo moment where he says that he's leaving, and he's basically just I putting... I remember that, but I don't remember the feral boy going with him. He doesn't go with him. He sneaks into the car while Max is packing it. And Max opens the door, oh, and the boy's sitting okay. on, like, this chair sort of thing. So it's got some mods to it. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to see that be used. But there's no, like, straps or anything. I think you should fall right out. Yeah. <laughs> but it's very cool. I like the idea of it. Mm-hmm. The, the car's mostly just hollowed out, so the dog has plenty of places to go. Well, yeah, we didn't even talk about that yet. Oh, but, I can't wait But the next vehicle yeah. that I think is worth note is probably the Mack truck. Okay. So they go and get that. Mad it's, Mac, if you will. It's the first thing we see pretty much in the movie. Max is being chased by some of the leather daddies right off the bat in the movie. And he causes one of them to crash into this like abandoned truck. And then that ends up being like what they use to escape. He goes, makes a deal with the people at the refinery that he's going to go get the truck for them bring it back, they'll attach it to their oil tank. tank and then drive that out. Right. And I could not figure out what the hell was in the back of that truck when he first pulls up to it, but it looked like a hoarder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, or it reminded me of like a, like a screpa. If you grew up where I grew up, and you grew up sort of near where I grew up, it was very common for people to have businesses where they'll just take, strip the metal off of your appliances and they throw it in the back of a pickup truck. It looks like that truck was set up for that. It's just bungee cords and different things to make the walls higher. A lot of yeah. them like doors mm-hmm. and, and weird things like that. Yeah, when I lived in North Hollywood, there was multiple like competing <laughs> like tweakers that would like drive around on like trash nights. And, like, dumpster dive and, like, pull things out of everyone's garbage cans. And they all had, like, old, like, 1980s Toyota pickup trucks. Right. With, like, wood, like, yeah. panels up on the side. <laughs> That's right. That's and what it Yeah, like, it'd be a mixture of trash and, like, broken wicker chairs and, like, yeah. all kinds of stuff just, like, piled up on there. That's like, what, what this looked like. What are you going to do with that? <laughs> yeah, that's what it Profit? Like. <laughs> sure. This is going to be worth tons of money someday. Shanley, any thoughts about the hoarder truck that they take? 
Okay. So anyways, he, un- he, un- he detaches that trailer. The horde. The horde trailer. And then he hauls buns to the... Um, compound. Compound. They put the tanker on it, the oil tanker. But it has these, like, spiked, like, assault positions or, like, yeah. defense positions yeah. on the top of it, which I was kind of underwhelmed by. I feel like they could have made it cooler. I mean, it's not if a big they, deal. They like the production team? Oh, I mean, the people from the compound. I think there's a reason like, why their vehicles are less intimidating looking than the Leather Daddies. I agree, but I think that this is like the thing that they are all about, you know? Sure. They've been planning on doing this forever. They're sending out multiple groups to try to es- like escape the clutches of the Leather Daddies to find a truck that they could haul the tanker out with. So I would assume that they know they're going to have trouble leaving if it wasn't the Leather Daddies. Someone on the way seeing a tank filled with oil would be like, yo, we got to, you know, stop these dudes. Right. I feel like they should have had a better plan for the immediate defense of that. Got it. Like, I feel like there should have been spikes. There should have been those, like, gladiator chariot, like, swords <laughs> on the on wheels. On the axles. Yeah. yeah like, I want to watch that sometime. Shanley, you can't stay awake for an hour and a half, maybe. <laughs> I know. And you want to watch like three and a half hours long. <laughs> I like gladiator. We'll watch it in sittings. Yes. Eight sitting. But, yeah, I I was surprised by that. I felt like they could have done more. And they had two guards on the top, as far as I remember. They had... three. Okay, so... They had one in the back. They had... Two on the top. Okay. Who was in the back? Just some random guy. He gets pulled off. He, they, there's like a little platform in the back. Oh, yeah. They hooked it with like a, a, a grappling, grappling hook. Yeah. What do you call it? It's a grapnel. Yeah, that's stupid. They yank it off with one of those. But it also destroys the car yeah. that pulls it off, right? Yeah. But then the warrior lady is up there with her bow and arrow. Or is it a crossbow? She's very cool. She's very cool. I want yeah, more of her in the movie. Yeah, I liked her. She had like like a more badass looking headband. And Uh, facial scars. Yeah, she was pretty badass. Mm -hmm. She's about it. I believe. I liked her a lot. And then kind of a weaponized Princess Zarina vibe. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but she wasn't all like prissy like Princess Serena. She and was, she, mm-hmm. she was like a Princess Serena look with a cupcake attitude. This cupcake was a badass. She was a black belt. Oh, I forgot cupcake was another character. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. like, I don't know what you mean by that. <laughs> Got it. And then they had the guy, the mechanic at the front. Yeah, and he and, had the flamethrower. But he was at the front, which is a weak point. And he couldn't really move around, so he wasn't like... I think he had a second in there with him. Because it... I don't know if it was this, but it sort of looked like the hatches that led into the tanker. That they'd put platforms on the inside, so it was sort of like being at the top side of a tank. And I think he had a second in his with him. Can I spoil this already? Or are we trying... Like, I know we always kind of are all over the place. Yeah, I mean, if if it pertains to this, yeah, go ahead. So the oil tanker was actually full of sand because they were, it was a decoy so they could sneak out the oil safely in like a school bus yeah, or whatever. Dispersed Um, in, in like barrels throughout the other cars. Yeah. But 
if that was the case, why did they put really someone who I think is their best warrior, the the blonde woman with the headband, uh-huh. on the top of that? And the mechanic and who the seems mechanic like one of the like most irreplaceable also. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. they should have been not there. Like, they should have just said, hey, randos, like, you guys are all up on top of the... Because you're going to die. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, there's six of you on, up there trying to fight off the whole Leather Daddy gang. Most of you aren't going to make it. Like, Yeah. That's a very it's good point. really dumb. Hmm. That's a very good point. I mean, maybe point. it would have given it away to the audience. I mean, that's probably the answer. Yeah. But I think that would have snuck that by me. If there was random people up there, and you could have still kept the pivotal warriors busy mm-hmm. in the convoy of the citizens, and you could have put random people up there. And I, I think I wouldn't have called that. Yeah, totally. Because that actually makes somewhat even more sense, because the people are more important than the gasoline. Right. Do you think that the Leather Daddies would have caught on to that as being like, no, that's sketch. I don't, I don't think, think they, they know one know from the enough. other. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, why did they go through the charade of filling that with sand? Leave the damn thing empty. Maybe it's like, they. I mean, I, I trust the mechanic. Maybe it's meant to be carrying that weight and it would move different mm. or like be noticeable if it didn't like have that kind of heft to it. Maybe. Maybe it was tactically an advantage having like the strength of it to like push other gotcha. cars off the road or something. Hmm. Okay. But yeah, it to does, me, it, se- it seemed like a lot of waste of time it does seem like just a lot of funneling sand into this tank. Yeah. I was going to bring back a segment towards the end of this, Jimmy, that uh, that you came up with. Real questions. Okay. You remember that? That, that was the I, thing that you brought You brought it up. I don't remember the first time it was brought up. I don't remember bringing it up. That you invented it. But I this was going to go towards the end, but I'll just bring it up now. Did Max know that he was driving a decoy? So that's why I said earlier I was confused on if they were, like, double-crossing him, him or not. Because it kind of felt like it. And I, I, it, I'm losing track of some of the plot of this. Okay. But, like, it kind of felt like they were not... So I don't know if it's that, like, they weren't double-crossing him, but he didn't know that it was... They weren't being they forth it, you know? coming. Yes. Um, I don't know if that's what it was. It's a callback from a bit from before. Go on. I I think that's it. I don't think that they were like straight up just like we're betraying you or like whatever. He did come in late in the game though. Mm -hmm. So maybe they just didn't get the chance to brief him on it. I just feel like that's effed up. (laughs) He should have been informed. Well, I also think that they might not have thought like he would go along with it. If he knew that he wasn't really carrying the gas, like fair, I feel like, but still a jerk move. I would fight a lot differently if I knew that I was a decoy than if I was like, I need to make it, you know? Yeah. And they don't know him. So like, it's not like he's their friend and they're going to tell him the truth. Well, if it, if I was driving a decoy, then my emphasis would be like, just, just keep going not, like not he doesn't know or care about these people. No, no, no. I know that. I know that. But it, if I was driving a decoy, it would be a lot more about evading these people. Mm-hmm. There, there's a there's a certain kind of driving that that involves 
that makes it possible for the warriors that are up on the tank to fight off these people that's necessary because they need to have a sustainable defense of this tank but then i feel like fewer lives would have been lost if he's just like i know this is a decoy but i'm just because i'm just drawing these these leather daddies away from the real convoy i think that max made it clear that he doesn't care about people like I don't think he's a bad person. I don't think he's going out of his way to hurt anyone. But I think that, like, he's not signing up to be a decoy. I think he's in this because he's like, at the end of this, if I'm the only survivor, I get all this gas. And if we all make it to the rendezvous point, I at least know that, like, I'm going to get something out of it because I have hands on it. I feel like if they were like, oh, yeah, we're we're actually you're not going to be anywhere near the gas and he would have been like well then screw you guys like i'm out you know Hmm. i'll just keep scavenging like i have been what do you think shanley yeah i i don't get the impression that they really cared for him i think they were just kind of using him so i do think that they had him believe that he was driving like the oil and then it was like a Switcheroo at the end. Haha, it's, ha, it's and. Jeez. I hate when that happens when you're filling up at the Chevron and you realize you just put a bunch of sand in your tank. It's just some situational humor for yeah, everybody. Like, I thought this was gasoline. <laughs> Did they even give him compensation at the end of this? When When the narrator says, and that was the last we ever seen of him. It's just them driving by him, right? They didn't even stop to give him one Mm-mm. barrel of gas. He doesn't have anything because he doesn't even have his car anymore because at that point his car has exploded. Right. And he Dang. got shit done to the deal. Yeah, he sure did. Yeah, I wonder if the next one... Like, I understand that these are, like, epi- like is it episodic? Is that yeah. correct? Yeah. They're, like, there's no really, like, lasting consequence. Or, like, callbacks between films. Sure, yeah. But I wonder if the next one starts with him, like, just stranded. And, like, trying to figure out what to do next, you know? Right. That'd be kind of cool. That would be cool. We'll never know. Ever. (laughs) Okay, so the last vehicle that I want to talk about is the gyro... Copter. Yes. 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 Um, yes. And I think we can flow this into the character if we want. But sure. Yeah. That thing was crazy. Love right? the gyrocopter. That was pretty cool. I liked it because it felt like impressive, but also at home in the world they created. And also very scary to pilot. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I meant by that. Like it's, yes. it's, it's, You're going to fall directly out of the sky immediately. Yeah. It's like a motorbike helicopter. <laughs> it sure is. But that effect is unbelievable. Like, is that, is that thing real? Like, did they build one of those that actually functions? I mean, I don't know enough about, like physics or mechanics or aerospace technology to know anything about this 
but it seems like it would work to me. It seems like they had a stuntman flying a real one. Yeah. It seems like that would make sense. And and obviously you have have the actor who plays the gyro captain, and there are some really close-up shots where he's just clearly on some sort of crane that's just out of frame. But that, that that effect looks good, but there are these other shots that just seems like it's a stuntman piloting an actual motorbike copter. Well, a helicopter works by pulling air from above it down through the blades, but like pushing it below right. to hold it up, right? Right. So the force that it would have to generate being just like a couple feet above your head with nothing in between seems like it would maybe be impractical. Yeah. Well, then how did they get those shots then you're right they must have done it <laughs> <laughs> i i have a really big question for you guys gyrocopter or air gordon go definitely gyrocopter gyrocopter shan air gordon is that batman what no avanti <laughs> from wild wild west you remember mm, they have okay, a very yeah. similar vehicle I mean, theirs is more like a glider bicycle, right? Yeah. yeah. I think I'm going to have to go with the... Uh, is it gyrocopter? What is it? The gyrocopter. Gyrocopter. Yeah. Okay. Follow-up question. If you had to ride in one to save you from a situation, which one would you prefer to ride in? Definitely the Air Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I trust it more. Hell yeah, I would. But I also feel like it feels like whimsical. And do I want to be in something that's like definitely scary but feels badass, or do I want to be in something that feels like? Hmm. You're the kind of person that in a survival situation you're like, well, at least I go out looking like a bat. Yeah. That's really good. If I made a gyrocopter, Shanley would not get in it. Well, yeah, I'm not getting in anything <laughs> you make. Okay, but this thing you'll get in. Who do you think made it? The gyro captain. No. The gyro captain made that. Yeah. You know, I think that's a risk I'm willing to take. Wow. Wherever you go, Jim, I'm going. Thanks, bro. I support you. I, I can speak do. for one of us. If I yeah. made a gyrocopter, I really do think you would get in it. <laughs> Hell with me. yeah, I would. I you'd maybe say, let's start small. You maybe start want small. me to do it first one time. Like, <laughs> we're not going off of any buildings. We'll start in yeah, the park. We'll start on the grass. And we'll kind of <laughs> just hover, yeah, over the grass. It's, we're thinking. We're thinking the exact same thing. I think if I got 10 feet in the air, you'd be like, put it down, put it down. My <laughs> turn. <laughs> oh, no. I don't think you'd say my turn. I think you'd be like, nope, this is a mistake. <laughs> I, I have know. kids. I can't do this. I don't know. 10 feet's not bad. But I'm I think once you're 10 feet in the air, you'll be like, oh, wait, this is a lot higher than I thought it was going to be. <sighs> Let's do it. I think you'd get 15. 15 let's do it let's just do it okay down we're done we're doing it okay so we're 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 jumping copter and let can we talk about the character yeah sure the gyro captain first off he's the train man from the matrix movies do you know who the you remember the train man who's that i think he's actually only in the matrix revolutions he's in the third one um when neo gets trapped in a subway platform and it's like a circle but not like a regular circle, like a freaky circle mm. or a triangle, if you will. He's just this creepy guy, and he tells Neo, "You don't get it, do you? Down here, I make the rules. Down here, 
I'm God. And he beats up Neo. Well, fucking spoilers. <laughs> Sorry. It's it's a very small... It's like the opening scene of the movie. No more Matrix spoilers. I don't think I've seen the third one. Oh, okay. It's Were the, the white dreadlock twins in the third one? No, they're in the second one. Okay, so I don't think I've seen the third one. Okay. Well, so the, he... Gyro Captain is, is in it. He's the train man. That's insane, because this movie came out in 1981 well and that movie came out 20 years later well and he if did he, not look young in this he didn't look old but he did not look well young. if you knew what the train man looked like you're like oh yeah he's definitely fallen apart i could look it up coincidentally oh, i wow. didn't i didn't see him and recognize him as the train man but coincidentally today i was thinking about the matrix because at the time of recording today matrix 4's trailer just dropped and i started thinking about the different characters and the the sequels thought about the train man and just coincidentally was like that's the freaking gyro captain that's crazy <laughs> it um, blew my mind that's pretty cool so cool so i like this dude he was fun he was maybe the most likable male character yeah. in the movie for me yeah mm, i can see that second most I, he's, i'm gonna say for sure second most but um i liked him a lot first most is little Petey. Uh, yeah, Lil Pete. God dang. <laughs> so I really liked him. I liked that he was really impressed by Mad Max. Like, he tries to rob Mad Max. He buries himself in the sand. Such a good trap. And is like knows that people are going to see his helicopter and be like, what? And so Mad Max comes over to investigate that. Then his snake almost attacks Mad Max. And... He pops out while Mad Max is distracted by the snake. He's in he's in like a six foot deep hole. Yeah, he's buried his himself entirely, entirely in the sand. But in a way that he can immediately leap out of it. He's he's on a one of the, the star bouncing platforms from Sonic the Hedgehog. Mm-hmm. He's just standing on top yeah. of one of those. So he bursts forth from the ground. Mm. See that? I brought the four things four. back here. <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> and he is trying to steal Max's gasoline. Yeah. Gasoline. And he's like pretty on it. He's like, dude, you probably have a weapon stashed on there. Be careful with what you're doing. And he's only foiled by Max's dog jumping out of the car and attacking him. And then right. Max gets to jump on him. Yeah. Uh, but then he's really impressed. He's like, dude, like you were quick on that. Like, you're impressive. You also caught my snake. Like, the snake kills most people, and you were, like, quick on getting it. Like, you're, like, a special guy. Yeah. And pretty much from that point on, he's kind of like, hey, like, we should work together. Like, I'm into you. Like, you're a, yeah. cool, you're a cool cat. It's not exactly Max's stooge, but almost like that. He's he's not really beneath him. He's kind of just... He's a little bit of a tag-along. Yeah. And because... Gyro Captain kind of brings something to the table because yeah. he, he Max is just a drifter. He's coming through this area. He doesn't know the politics mm-hmm. and the workings of the area, but the Gyro Captain does. He does depend on what Gyro Captain brings to the table. It's kind of like a Jeopard and Sweet Tooth but situation. Then he abandons mm. him. He, he more than abandons him. He handcuffs him to a log and leaves him there to die yeah it's, it's more egregious than just an abandonment but this whole setup gyro captain after being bested by max 
says, hey, I can help you. I know the area. And he shows him the compound and it's like, hey, you can rob this compound. Like, I've been thinking of how to do it forever, but there's like 30 people in there. They got flamethrowers. They've got guns. I wouldn't be able to do and it, but a guy like you. they're scouting it, they're watching the leather daddies. Circle like, it. They're like sharks, dude. Yeah. They're like, you know, yeah. Uh, but a lot happens while Max the gyro captain and the dog are up on that hilltop. Yeah. They're there for two days. And in that interaction, that's where I really started liking the gyro captain. There's a scene where Max pulls out a can of dog food. Apparently. It's called Dinky D. It is. It's named after your dog. Named after our boy. It, he's opening up this can of dog food, apparently to feed his dog. Dinky D. He's opening up this can of Dinky D. We all know what it is. Yeah. It's a household product. Apparently to feed his dog, but he's actually not feeding his dog. Yeah. He's got a fork. uh, Munching. Yeah. He's eating with the fork. Meanwhile, Gyro Captain, who's, you know, five yards away, handcuffed to a fallen tree, reaches into his lapel pocket and pulls out a big wooden spoon. (laughs) (laughs) And like... And he's kind of like gesturing like, hey, you're going to share, right? And I just love that. Yeah. And then (laughs) when Max hands off the can to his dog, the gyro captain tries to go like steal a spoonful (laughs) and the dog like goes off on him, which was pretty dope. Shanley, do you like that? I did feel like I get the possessiveness of her. Back off my food. Yeah. (laughs) Shanley is food aggressive. I am. Shanley, would you, (laughs) had you thought of this before? carry a wooden spoon in your lapel coat just for a moment where you can ask for uh, a mooch and help. Yeah, like yeah. if in a post-apocalyptic world, <laughs> would you stash a spoon just in case? <laughs> this is a big wooden sturdy yeah. spoon. <laughs> I would. It's so good. Wait, we've, the, we've talked a little bit about the dog. Maybe here's a good time to... Wait, see. wait. So the, the dog freaking out about the gyro captain trying to take this food reminded me of a specific incident involving you, Shanley. Can you think of it? Is this the Benihana? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. You were there for this one, Matt. Oh, was I? I? I don't recall it off the top of my head. We went to Benihana, and I'm a slow eater because I, I like to start with my least favorite bite. Oh, and yeah, save yeah. my last bite to be, like, the best bite of the meal. Right. And so, and I take a long time. I chew. I take small bites. I don't know. I, I take a long time to eat. And I know that, like, annoys other people. Yeah, I've seen Shanley cut a scallop into quarters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to save that scallop. Mm. Uh, so we went to Benihana, and I got an ocean treasure. And has scallops and... Shrimp and lobster. Wow. And fried rice. That does sound mm-hmm. like an ocean pleasure. Treasure, you what? sicko. A little bit of both. <laughs> I get a lot of pleasure from my ocean treasure. So, I think we went and most people are done with their plates. I'm still eating. And some um, like busboy tries to like clean up and take my plate. And... I don't know if I say something or if I made James something. I think you stopped him the first time. Maybe. Yeah. I also don't know how to be nice when like people try to take my <laughs> ways because I panic. 
It's like, I'm, I'm still working on that. <laughs> yeah, like, the guy, like, grabbed her plate and was just, like, pulling it. Because there's literally one part of a scallop there left in the plate. There's a quarter there's scallop. There's half of a scallop. And we have oh, been there for, like, an two... hour. Like, the chef is gone. Other people that were at the table left already. And Shanley's still working on this last part of a scallop. So I fight for my plate to come back. There's the two quarters still left of the scallop. I eat the one I'm chewing. And as I'm chewing, he grabs my plate and walks away with it. Now, the reality is this was like about 10 minutes later. (laughs) So it didn't happen instantly. It was like Shanley ate part of it, sat there. I do remember waiting, this. And okay. then the guy snuck up behind her and grabbed it. He got snaked. She, she didn't even see it happen. Then she like turned and it, her plate was gone. And then Shanley was biting let's, his hand like the feral on. boy. <laughs> yep. I was so sad and then instantly angry. I was like, Who took my plate? I wasn't done with that. And I know you guys were laughing because I was being ridiculous. But also I was like just not... I was yeah. not there. I was we in a like, bad mood. You should mood ask the rest for your money back. <laughs> well, it, it took me also a long time to eat because at, after everything, all the rice, because I think we probably got double rice. Yeah. As we... I don't think we got double rice back then. Mm. I think this is when we still had the fantasy that we would get skinny again. Yeah. <laughs> well, either way, after everything else that I was eating, I wasn't hungry still, but it, I saved the last bite. Is my, that's the best bite. So even though I'm full, I'm still gonna like power <laughs> yeah. through to finish it. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'll still cut a bus boy if he tries <laughs> to take my scallop piece. At least box it. One box it up and take it. Up. <laughs> what if what if that's like a cursed scallop, and like someday, when you eat the last piece of a scallop, you just die instantly. I then I will die a happy woman. <laughs> okay. If you don't there think you that Shanley has had many a scallop since this day no 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 no. but i mean like there's gonna be a situation where this lines up perfectly where where like say a benihana chef is like huh there's like a an extra quarter scallop here do you want this one and Mm. shannon's like sure i'll take it puts it on her plate she eats it dies instantly i don't think they deal in quarter scallops but yes i understand what you're getting at Mm -hmm. Normally they don't. <laughs> this one exception. But this this Shanley, mystical. If anyone ever offers you a bite of something that they didn't make for you, <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> Even if it's a scallop, though, it might. I assume that it's different. Like, oh hey, I just happened to find this bite of a scallop. <laughs> Sounds fishy to me. Uh-huh. Nice. No wow, Shanley's killing it tonight. Look mm. at you back in the game. Drink some more water. Mm. Getting all hopped up. <laughs> hopped up on water. Okay, so um, while they're there scouting, I guess we could just get to it now. I don't. We didn't talk about the gyro captain enough. I really liked him. Um, I dug his outfit. We didn't comment on that at all. His, He's his got pilot. like an ear hat. Yeah, it's an ear hat, John. <laughs> yeah. His He's got hat. goggles that were uh-huh. pretty cool, like steampunky a little bit. Did he wear them when he was piloting? Because I, I think so. Okay, cool. His long john pants? He had long john pants. Yeah, he looked crazy. <laughs> he did look crazy. That's how I knew he was the train man. Um, <laughs> He's crazy He was and definitely the least tactical person in the movie. You don't have to be tactical if you can fly over the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, I think people could still shoot him with an arrow. Yeah. <laughs> he was only like 20 feet above the ground the whole time. But, you know, whatever. They do take him down pretty easily. 
Yeah. <laughs> his his battle technique is fly slowly above the enemy and drop snakes <laughs> into their laps. Which is very he funny. He bombs a couple times. He does, you're right. Like Molotov cocktails. Oh, yeah. Mazel tov. Um, L'chaim. He's into the clean girl. Uh, you're a clean girl. You ain't gone too far. Well, you know there's no gas in that anyway. <laughs> you're gonna get dirty anyway. It's <laughs> good. I liked that scene because he's a very gross man. <laughs> he's an extremely yeah, he's gross. Disgusting. <laughs> but he's like, he's like, all right, you know, here's here's my plane, or here's my copter. Let's go. And she's like, you know what? This is my family. And he's like, you said you wanted to go, and it's well, kind of icky. Earlier, there's an old man who says like, oh, is there room for two on that? And, and he's like, he, yeah. Like, looks at the girl and is like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and then like, so the that... guys, I think it's her dad, and he's kind of like, okay, like take my daughter with you, pervert. <laughs> I mean, that's totally what happens, and then he's like, "All like, oh, like a clean lady." But but then, at the at nighttime when they're just going to escape nighttime. together, she's like, "This is my family. You can't leave." He's like, "Hey, you said you wanted to do this, and it's gross." She's like, "I'm staying," and he's just like, "Okay." And then she she goes back, and then he kind of like decides, "I guess I'm staying too." It's just. It's like, oh, I like this guy. He's disgusting, but there's something to him. Okay, perfect segue. So, I think that when he saw the rape scene, it changed, it changed his rape him. in ways. Mm. Shanley, what do you think about that? Yeah, I felt really uncomfortable. I felt like you're watching this rape scene, and you're watching it kind of happen from afar. Like, we're seeing him look through... Is it called a telescope? It's a spyglass. Well, so mm. he has a sure a spyglass, and Mad Max has binoculars, and yep. then Mad Max sees him looking through that, and it's grabs a massive it from him, and then it's hands like him three his binoculars. feet long, maybe four feet yeah, long. It's, it's just... definitely like a Barbosa, um, <laughs> yeah. Jack Sparrow yeah, kind of is, situation. So we watch the scene kind of unfold, where this woman's getting like huh. pulled That's out another of the reference. Car. Sorry. I wonder if that's tied into this. The Jack Sparrow and then Barbosa with the bigger one. Mm. Like, I wonder. I mean, it could just be its own thing. But yeah. Yeah. this did feel like, oh, like that's kind of borrowed. Barbosa. Borrowed. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. So we're watching this unfold. They're looking through their spyglass and binoculars. And we see the woman get pulled out from the car and then violently disrobed. Yeah, and I feel like I couldn't tell, especially the second time watching the that part, like what the music's supposed to be, you know. But like, I feel like you're supposed to be like, oh no, she's in danger. Yeah, and then I feel like it cuts back to his face, and I can't tell if we're supposed to like feel that. Oh no, she, that's not cool, you know. Like yeah. shock of what's happening, or like kind of like kind of felt like peeping tom-esque oh i I remember what you're talking about so just to clarify peeping they're camped out on a hill outside of the oil refinery and the refinery has been surrounded by the leather daddies and they kind of start leaving and so the oil refinery crew sends Sends out, out scouts like people that are going to look for a truck and they take off. There's like one car going off this road 
and a bunch of the leather daddies, including uh, Trailer Park Rufio, pull mm-hmm. up behind them, and they like kind of run them off the road. They basically kill the Be- guy. Yeah. And then there's a girl. They drag her out, and then they start like attacking her in a way that implies rape. They do show them kind of like freaking out and like looking away. While that's happening, Trailer Park Rufio and his sidekick, backseat rider, backdoor lover, they get back on the motorcycle and a few of the other guys, and they all are taking off. And they're leaving just, I think, just one guy behind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So everyone takes off. And so that's when Max is like, okay, like I'm going to go head over there. Yeah. And while that's happening, then Gyro Captain like does like a second look like he's like looking and he like looks away kind of like looks freaked out for a second and then goes back and i did kind of feel like i thought it was more just like he's like i might as well like see what's unfolding because i'm chained to a tree up here Uh huh. but i do get that there was kind of like a dude like are you like into this or something why are you it? looking like, there is like a ambiguity about it mm-hmm. especially because so far He's only been the guy who ambushed Mad Max, our hero, and then was talking about robbing these people. So yeah. it's like we don't know if, if there's any redeeming qualities to him. But I do yeah. think that he was not okay with it. Like mm. I think that he was like looked a little uncomfortable with it. I just think I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and defend watching a rape, but like Uh-huh. Yeah. I can see that, and I think that's why I felt uncomfortable, is there were times watching it where I felt like, oh, okay, he's uncomfortable too, and then there's times where I was watching it, and it's like, oh, I, maybe he's not, maybe he's into this. Trying to catch a glimpse. Yeah. I was shocked and that they show the view awkward. when he looks back, and like at first I thought they were just going to leave it where it's like, oh, she's about to get raped, but then they show back, and she is getting raped. Like There's like oh, a yeah. dude... The dude is like fully like on her and like thrusting. Yeah, it's brutal. Yeah. It's like, oh wow, like that's a, okay. Yeah. And then so it, like the telescope view pans from him to the like guy that was with her, who's like all bloody and slumped over on a car. Max gets there. Oh, and then the dude kills the. Yeah, he just he you know, yeah, he, he finishes raving her. her, and then he just stands up. He looks down and like smiles, pulls his pulls crossbow, up his pants. And yeah, and shoots just her shoots her. Probably not the face. Yeah, I, I don't know if they even show where he, he shoots her. But, yeah, he just kills her. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. So that was pretty brutal. I mean, I liked yeah. that they showed it because, you know, that's, like, what would be happening here. I feel like they didn't shy away from, like, that things would be pretty shitty. Like, it's kind of like a gray morally gray movie across the board like there's not really anyone who seems like a pure like yeah doing the right thing defending people like there's no everyone's ben- kind of no having benevol- to live in this benevolent like, people yeah I mean, there's clearly worse people but like everyone's kind of just in a survival mode and like you know right taking what they can clearly but it does show in this like how deplorable the gang is yeah that they all just like were, okay like you know we're all going to head back now. You go ahead and rape the girl. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty rough. Yeah. Did Max kill that dude? Yeah, he shows up with bolt cutters. I remember and... that. I don't remember watching him actually kill the guy. Well, yeah, he he's belts him across the face okay. with bolt cutters. That's fine. So he does that. He rescues the guy because he's still alive. 
he strikes a deal with them. Guy keeps saying, thank you, thank you. He says, save it. I'm just here for the gas. So the man who's who's just been attacked by the gang says, yeah, as much as you'd like, just bring me back to the compound. So the deal is Max gets him there. He gets a bunch of gas. And then Max will just continue drifting. Yeah. And that's how Max gets caught up in all of this wasteland politics, as as it were. All right. Well, uh, you guys want to popcorn around some characters? I feel like it's hot in here. Everyone's kind of fading. Yeah. We talked about some of the funner ones. Yeah. Uh, we don't spend enough time with any other character to be able to delve in as deep as we did with Gyro Captain and Max. And we didn't really go that deep with either of them. It's just it's it's a v- uh, very slice of life kind of movie where you don't get a whole lot of that sort of stuff. Um, first guy I want to bring up. What is the deal with that old timey, like British colonel guy that lives? Yeah, in... he looked like Patton. Like, <laughs> yeah. He had like He's, a leather or not? Like, he had like a like a brown jacket with like medals, medals on, it. on it and a helmet. He's coming walking down after Humongous makes his whole speech about we will spare your lives if you just walk away, like leave us the re- like the oil yeah. and the refinery and whatever. And immediately they cut inside and everyone's kind of like we should do it. Duh, duh, duh. And yeah, that old man comes walking down from on some structure (laughs) and says, all right, all right, that's it. I'll talk to this humongous. He's a reasonable man, open to negotiation. (laughs) It's like, no. What are you talking about, (laughs) you you psycho? (laughs) Like, I think he got the wrong read on it. He's like a riding crop. Yeah, he's like a riding crop. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, what are you going to do? Like, that's insane. Yeah, he's he's kind of like a old war vet who uh-huh. still feels like he's in the military still feels like he's got something to offer but really yeah. he's just this frail old man it feels like somebody's like senile grandpa who that's fought right. in world war ii or vietnam or something yeah you're um, out of your element vietnam because that's like right before this happened mm, very good it, um, it, i think he's the one who says it looks like the copter can hold two. maybe it could be him yeah, I thought he was hilarious. I loved him. Yeah, um, one or more of them. I wanted, I wanted him to like have this illusion of grandeur and like military prowess, mm-hmm. and then go down in a blaze of glory, saving people. That would have been cool if he like <laughs> did like a sacrifice play, like he had like a dune buggy and like crashed into someone to like. Yeah. Protect someone else. That would have been sick. Yeah, he's great. But I, I guess I'm happy he's still alive. Even today. Sure. I mean, so I want to talk about Humongous because we didn't really talk about him. Yeah. But like, it wouldn't have to go super crazy with it. Just he's really interesting. You don't want to go deep in Humongous. Oh, I mean, you can't. Look, those glutes will just knock you right out. <laughs> Holy hell. He <laughs> is pretty intense. Like, we already talked about that he's super jacked. Yeah. Um, he's really committed to this whole vibe. I could definitely, like, with talking about him, I feel like we're kind of talking about the whole group, but, like, are they gay? Because Some of them are. There's so many indicators. Like, their whole look feels pretty gay. It, it really is the um, Leather Daddy vibe. Yeah, yeah. It's very Leather Daddy-ish. They never show a woman with their group. They Except for that the one tent guy rape the woman, and then there's another guy who's in a tent having sex with a girl. But other than those, like we never see a girl in the group. It's just those two things happen, right? 
Um, and not to say that rape is a viable expression of sexuality, to be clear. When I brought it up earlier, I didn't mean to say that. Like, oh, this is okay. Just want to be clear. Rape is not okay. Re- okay. Taking oh. a firm stance on that. Bold take. Um, I, I would, I'm going to say never. Dude, I can't believe you just said it. Well, there goes all of our ad revenue. <laughs> um, so... I think they're gay, but I am not a hundred percent sure. And he's also commanding his whole group around with like the thing earlier, the smegma crazies to the left and gay boy, gay berserker. boy berserkers to the gate. Like he's saying that. And I could definitely see someone joining their group, not being gay. And then all of a sudden he just starts saying stuff like that. And it's like, okay, well, like I, I feel like when is the right time to be like, we're not gay. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like maybe they just kind of had to go along with it. Huh. Like not saying that they're definitely not, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was just kind of like this crazy dude who just has the charisma and the body to be the leader of a band of violent desert pirates, pirates. in yeah. the desert. If he just starts saying, and we're all gay, like, <laughs> It's it's kind of intimidating to be like, no, we're not. <laughs> like, I feel like you can just say, oh, shit. all right, I guess. <laughs> I mean, if the Tiger King can make a bunch of people gay, mm. Humongous definitely can. Yeah, the Tiger King is not as charismatic as Humongous. Oh, he's definitely more charismatic, but he doesn't have the looks. Really? You think so? I Humongous is, he's got this sort of, it's... He's such an interesting character because mm-hmm. he's mostly nude and he's got this freakish musculature and you know some sort of facial disfiguration and he's extremely protective wear other than his head <laughs> and his crotch. He has like no protection on his torso at yeah. all. Uh, but he's so eloquent and like sophisticated. Yeah, kind of like uh, soft spoken almost. Yeah. Like... It's kind of Bane-esque. He's very Bane. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say that. And that's kind of how he rules his company. Mm-hmm. The way Bane is like, search them and then I will kill you. It's kind of a... It's it's kind of a uh, humongous vibe. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Very interesting. I, I'm more interested in what he wants than what Mad Max wants. Hmm. Because Mad Max, like, who knows? I don't know what's going on with that guy. But Humongous is working towards something. Like, yeah, these guys he's seem, organized. These guys seem difficult to control. Like, they're wild. They're bold people. They're wearing crazy outfits. And he's, like, keeping them under his thumb. And working to be like, this, this refinery is going to be tough to take, but we're going to do it. So he wants something. Like, he's, like, building towards further progress in right. this world. And I'm really interested in that. I want to know what his like plan is. It's it's a, a little bit of Gary Oldman in Book of Eli. He's kind of like the only bad guy who has uh, ambition that's bigger than just robbing someone and surviving another day. Mm-hmm. He's he's trying to build something lasting. Yeah, I and, was getting a lot of Negan from The Walking Dead. Never watched uh, it. He's Jeffrey Dean Morgan's character in that. But okay. he's super cool. Yeah. But he's kind of like cool, likable, laid back guy. But he's like got everyone like 
controlled by fear, but he has like a big ass group that's like right. willing to like die because he says so. And right. it's like very intense and like cool and impressive. And he builds like he's trying to like rebuild society. And right. he's got the view that like if I don't force this by like being the bad guy, then it won't happen. Yeah. So it is, it's very similar to the book of Eli, Gary Oldman. Yeah. But it's cool. I like it. I like a bad guy with like a vision. Like that's like, doesn't it, and it doesn't feel like their vision is. He's not just sadistic. Yeah. I have to hurt people because I'm doing something important. Well, what what he says when he tells them like, there's been too much violence. Like nobody else has to get hurt. Do you have that written down? No. It's but, along those lines, but yeah. the, when he delivers it, it's not exactly threatening. It is a veiled threat I mean, and not so veiled he's threat. He's a reasonable man. <laughs> Open to negotiation. That yeah. is a, he's a madman, that colonel. Yeah. I love the him. The concept though. of looking at <laughs> the way he's dressed and being like, that's a reasonable man right there. <laughs> it's like, you're nuts. He's just trying to get closer. Yeah. I got he's like, I got to get a look at that. That reasonable man. That nut pouch. <laughs> yeah, he's he's fascinating. I I like that he's he's this big hulking maniac, but he's not just a meathead. Mm-hmm. There there's a lot more to him than that. Great character, great villain. I don't think I want to know anything more about him. I like, mean I, I do. Like this is the kind of thing where if like and I'm sure there is, but if there was like uh, an origins comic for yeah, it. like a graphic novel that like went into like more of this. I would definitely maybe when he wasn't there. so humongous. Maybe yeah, when he was, like when he was moderately large. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on from humongous, sure. Yeah, I think a, a close uh, transition would be Toadie. We talked about him a little bit, but man, I love this guy. He's kind of Ebony Ma. Have you noticed that he looks exactly like? The dude from the Goofy movie? No. It's Which crazy. One? The one who works for, like, the he's in the AV club. Okay. He, like, sets up the fake... I should um, compare those pictures. ...power line. Uh, yeah, you, it's pretty crazy when you look at it. <laughs> so, Toady, he's... Very humongous is flunky. Yeah, he's, he's Ebony Ma. Yeah, he's his Herald, yeah. Mm-hmm. But he's super punk rock and theatrical he calls him the ayatollah of rock and rolla yeah it's so fun because like dude it just got really dark we just saw his gang rape a woman and then murder her like that's obviously brutal Mm -hmm. but then they come out and it's just this rock and roll show and it's very weird but welcome i love that this is who they've chosen to be their front man yeah (laughs) like they're this brutal pirate gang but they're like no we got this we got a we got a carny we got a showman who's gonna who's gonna talk us in and his outfit is so weird he's got a fox on his helmet he's got uh like chrome car emblems that he's ripped off of things over the years tied up on his sweater and stuffed animals hanging from his from his belt buckle and uh he's just he's great love the toady loses some fingers then eventually dies in in the car bomb right yes so he the whole movie they're te- teasing this booby trap that max has attached to his car and ultimately 
the toady falls victim to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, but he is cool. And I like that. Uh, one thing really stood out to me is when the feral boy throws the boomerang and it cuts off his fingers cause he tries to catch it. Yeah. Everyone, including the toady like laughs at it. Like yeah. the whole gang is like cracking up that he just got his fingers cut off and he's like laughing too. And then just moves on. Like, that's pretty badass. Yeah, you just lost three fingers, dude. Yeah. yeah. Just like, they're like, aha, you idiot. I really liked him. I liked him a lot. It was pretty cool. Lots of fun. Mm -hmm. I just want to keep talking about the dog. I mean, there's (laughs) nothing else to say about it, but I love that dog. The dog was definitely my favorite character. We've had a lot of dogs in the weekly watch wheel. Is this the best dog? Um, I think so. I mean, it's between this and the one the leader of the dog pound crew oh yeah i don't remember his name but yeah the one who he has a chain yeah he was being friend zoned by by what's her name's uh by scrappy but then tiny was into it yeah she was yeah was it scrappy that's what i thought i think it's scrappy and tiny yeah shanley she's she's out damn it She's not feeling well. well Yahtzee! Yahtzee. <laughs> what I liked about the dog is it's not a super ferocious looking breed. Mm-hmm. He's not a German Shepherd or a Pit Bull or anything super tough. He's just a normal dog and he snaps into attack mode a little bit, but he's mostly just kind of a lazying about dog. Yeah, like there's, <laughs> I love that about there's a part when I think they're running up to the um gyrocopter and like Mad Max is like looking around all intense and the dog is just like looking up at him with his tongue out and like his tail wagging and he's just like all happy. Like <laughs> that's the cool thing about dogs is like the world just can be, to be falling there. apart and he's just like, Hey dude, like this is dope. Like <laughs> You and me. Oh, is that a snake? Whoa. Like, just like not tripping about anything. He's yeah. like super cool. They killed the dog, dude. Yeah, I know. I was pissed. They shoot him with a crossbow. Yeah. That was the most upsetting part of the movie to me. Hmm. Like they could have killed everyone else in this whole movie and I would have been fine. Right. But killing the dog, I was like, damn them. dude. Cross the line. Does the white trash Rufio, trailer park Rufio kill him? No, it's it's kind of a random dude. Uh, toady and random dude. They're the ones... Oh, is it the motorcycle cop-looking dude? The, like, T-1000? Maybe. I don't know. I don't remember who it was. It was just a faceless person. Okay. Today. But it's when they're chasing Max yeah, after he's left he the compound. Yeah, it's when he crashes the car. He's all messed up. Yeah. He stumbles out of it. And then they shoot the dog. Yeah. Yeah. That was rough. Rough, rough. <laughs> um, there's the mechanic that that they wheel around on a winch. Very cool character. I didn't like him that much. Really? Yeah. I thought he could have been cooler. What about that scene where... I thought he should have been cooler. I thought he was very cool. I thought He's he hanging been from a spunky. winch. He should have been a funnier character. Well, I I thought that one of the, the one funny scene of the movie is where... Papagayo is talking to one guy. He's just giving him words, and that guy's shouting. And they're yelling, and then someone's talking to him, too. Yeah, so the mechanic, who could easily just yell back, he's like, tell him that the carburetor is cracked, all these sorts of things. Yeah. And then Papagayo says, how long? How long? How long? 
24 hours. 24 hours! 24 hours. Tell him they got 12. <laughs> That's so good. He's like, why Why wouldn't he just yell back out to him? He's like, no, I'm not, the, I'm not the yeller. Yeah. I'm not they the yeller. The, I'm the mechanic. You know what? It's, <laughs> it's so good. When people don't have a sense of purpose in the group, they start to like lose their investment in it. <laughs> so I think they just needed to make sure that everyone was incentivized to like be a part of the team. I have one job to do in this compound. It's <laughs> yeah. stupid, but I'm gonna do. It. I really think that's what's happening. <laughs> like I think that if some if the guys were just there and it's like I'm the leader, that guy's the mechanic. You two just don't have anything to do. They're gonna get bored and kill someone. Go join yeah. the leather, leather daddy gang. You gotta keep them occupied. You do. You do. They, they, they were just really loud, obnoxious people. You, go, you know what you're really good at? Shouting. That'd be we hilarious. could use that. <laughs> In a post-apocalyptic world, I think people would get really creative with, like, punishments. And I think that could be a thing. Like, if you get caught stealing extra rations, tomorrow you have to be the yeller. <laughs> so unnecessary. <laughs> you're 20 yards away. Doesn't matter. It's your job today. You're the yeller. Tell them I said yeah. 12 hours. <laughs> That's hella funny. I did like that, but I don't think the mechanic was good in that. I thought that was just a funny idea. I, I liked him as a character. I also thought the imagery is cool of just him kind of swinging about as they push him on this winch. It's really cool. I don't think we should get too much into it, but none of this movie looked familiar to me. So I was worried that I might have seen this. Right. I don't think so, because nothing was familiar. Same experience over here. Um, but I do think I saw some of the third one. Right. Um, and so I think that might stand out a little bit more to me. I think Tina Turner's in that or something. Right? Yeah, she is. Um, so you know it's good. Yeah, it's got to be. But I definitely saw Fury Road, and you haven't. Sorry. What? I was thinking, stupid. What's Thunder got to dome? Got to dome? <laughs> That's really good. No, I was going to just. I was it's gonna not just good. it's nothing. I was just gonna sing the lyrics and I made myself not do it. So I'm glad you came up with something more interesting. What's uh, Thunder got to dome with it? That's good. It's off the dome. Dome. Uh, <laughs> with the V. Dome. Beyond Thunder Dome. <laughs> I like that. So in Fury Road, it's a really cool movie. Uh-huh. It feels in many ways like a reimagining of this movie. I don't know if there's any other characters to bring up. Not really. One thing I wanted to do this week. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know if the listeners have been made aware of this. Shanley's gone. We lost Shanley. One thing that I wanted to do is try to speculate about what we think would take place in the first Mad Max. Right. So I know we're both vaguely aware of what this whole thing's about. Uh-huh. But, like, specifically, what do you think would be shown in the first one? I can go if you want, or you can go first, either way. Yeah, since you posed it, I'll answer. I'm imagining Max and a love interest fall in love before the collapse of things. Mm-hmm. Then it's about them surviving in in this world and... Maybe they together get the car in that movie. Mm. Maybe that's his reward for doing some sort of Mando-esque deed like he's doing in this one. They get the car, and surprise, there's a puppy in the backseat. 
Aww. wrapped in a red bandana. Okay. Because she found out that uh, since the harsh conditions of post-apocalypse, <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> the post-apocalypse, she can't have children. But now their love is being funneled into raising this puppy. Towards the end of the movie, they say, what should we name it? And she says, let's name it. And then credits. That's Mad Max. The wow. first one. Okay. And so just in between that one and this one, she's just gone. Yeah, she's killed. In the opening credits, we find out that she died between both movies. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right, so that's interesting. I like that you tied the dog into it. <laughs> Thanks. That's very cool. I tied him in a bandana. Uh-huh. Um, I'm surprised that you think that it's like a, like a love story like enduring the collapse of society. I don't think that he's as jaded as he is in this movie as he was in the first one. Mm-hmm. I think he was like a a young yeah, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed in love boy who was like sees the brighter things in the world, but then mm-hmm. when his love interest is killed, then he's like, "No, I'm just drifting through this world like a turd mm. in the wind." That okay. sort of thing. Huh, interesting. All right, I dig it. But he's got his dog. He sure do. Not anymore, though. Okay. Go ahead. So I'm picturing something a little different. I also thought there was, like, a missing love story in his life. But I think his lady died away from him before the collapse of society. Or, like, when it first started going down. Like, when shit started falling apart... They're not with each other. He's at home with the dog and she is with their baby out somewhere. Maybe it's she gets killed in like a mugging or maybe just things are falling apart and she gets killed. The baby survives, but we don't know that humongous and (laughs) no. So he's like out and then he finds some evidence that she's gone or she's been killed and he's like crushed by that. And then society's collapsing, and there's people that are, like, after him for some reason. And I think that the death of his wife happened before, and he just tells it to someone during the movie. Or it mm. gets, like, shown in, like, a flashback oh, or a dream or something. So, like, we're only seeing him be a badass in the first one with his dog. And we find out that that all happened before this. Gotcha. And the reason I think that the baby existed and survived is, plot twist, the feral child is his abandoned baby Whoa. who was survived, but then like left to die. Wow. And then society collapsed and no one's trying to take up a baby when they're fleeing for their lives. And the kid, and that's why the kid that's is why drawn the kid to him. Can't speak, but the kid is drawn to him wow. and he's got like some kind of pull towards this kid. Hmm. I think that's his boy. Oh, 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 how about he wasn't a baby? He was a one-year-old, and it was his birthday. Oh, yeah. It was his birthday when he went out. And then so mm. when he comes back and he gives him that happy birthday music what? box. Okay, see, I did mean, when I say baby, I'm talking about, like, two years old and okay. under. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I meant, like... It was on his actual birthday uh-huh. that Max and Dog ventured out. Damn, that's dope. I like it. Man. Like both of those movies. Yeah. Um, Mad Max is 
not home when his wife and baby are attacked hmm. because he was at American football practice. And mm-hmm. that's why he has shoulder pads. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he brought his dog with him to American football practice. And they killed their beloved pet <laughs> bull. And so he skinned that bull and made a black leather jacket. Mm, yep. You think he gets the sawed-off shotgun in the first movie? The bull was killed with the wife. And the boy had to make a loincloth from the skin of the bull. <laughs> By the time he gets there, most of the bull has already been skinned. <laughs> he only has enough. It's the, All that's left is just a clear shape of a jacket <laughs> in the bull's hide. <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably correct. Nice. Do you think he gets the shoddy in the first movie? Or you think he oh, for sure. It? Yeah. I like that gun. I think his whole look is like set up in the first one formed in the i think we watch him use all of his stuff in the first one nice because he has like tools strapped to his leather jacket and he has a shotgun i think we like see him finding the utility for all these things like adapting to this life cool in the first one i like it kind of sounds a little bit like punisher maybe just i wouldn't know the punisher Mm. <laughs> should we do the rankings or should we wait and do it like on a separate recording when Shanley's around? Um, I don't think it matters. Like, we can cut in Shanley's rankings or it can just or be a mystery. To it later. She can fill us in next week. Yeah, where she ranked this one. Yeah, let's let's do that. Okay. Cool. So where where did you rank it? <laughs> I'm doing it right now. Oh, I see. See what this is. Well, I do want to ask you one thing while I'm doing this. Okay. What's up? What do you think of this category now that we've kind of gone through it? I know, like, it's different when you're the spinner, but this was a interesting and kind of unique concept for the wheel. Yeah, I loved it, it. I think you did a great job picking nominees for it because I think... My expectation is that the movies that fit this category, sequels to movies we haven't seen, my assumption was that the only way you could find a movie that none of us have seen would be for it to be some stupid, really weird, obscure movie. Sort of like how we watched Leprechaun <laughs> Forn uh-huh. for Inspiforce. Yeah, totally. I, I thought it was going to be something stupid, but you... I hate using this word... But you only chose like important cinema, cinema, like yeah, and and that was really cool because it kind of roped us in. And uh, I always find it hard getting into these sort of classic franchises that I wasn't raised with. But now that I've seen one of them, now I like I want to go back, especially that approach that you did where you're trying to find movies where it felt like the sequel uh, had a reputation for improving the franchise. Because like now I'm game for the rest of the movies with the exception of maybe beyond Thunderdome. I don't know if I'm very interested in that. Yeah. I don't know if that's supposed to be the worst one in the franchise, but it feels like it. Those lyrics, those lyrics alone are bad. Yeah. The dome. (laughs) (laughs) It's not even a word. Okay. I have my rankings. Yeah. Let's hear it. So I still didn't, do my re-rank but 
This is in the top part, which I think is mostly not going to change. Okay. I think the bottom of my rankings is more what needs to be shuffled. And the middle too, right? Well, yeah. I mean, like anything past number 10, probably. Okay. Um, But luckily, this actually made it into the top 10. Okay. Uh, So for me, probably going to be lower than yours, I'd guess. But my ranking for Mad Max The Road Warrior is number nine. Oh, nice. Very right cool. after Primal and right before Song of the South. Okay. So Primal number eight, Mad Max two, The Road Warrior number nine, Song of the South number ten. Gotcha. That's a solid placement. Yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't be shocked if like whenever I stop being lazy and I do a full re-rank... If it kind of shuffled around a little bit, but I don't think it's going to move too much. I think it's pretty much locked in right around there. Right. I feel like this might be better than Primal, but I feel like the the bad parts of Primal make me a little more excited to watch it. Yeah. You know, I feel like it sounds more fun to, I, I, I've gotten used to watching things that I want to make fun of. Yeah. And it's like a taste that I like to pursue now. Do you think lengthwise Primal dragged on worse than this one did? Probably. <laughs> that movie felt like it was super long. Was Primal long? I don't know. Let's go with yes. Wow. Primal is like the exact same length as this. An hour and 37 minutes. And this was like an hour 35. Yeah. So they're like two minutes different. <laughs> Primal felt longer for me. I felt like they felt about the same. Really? I think they both felt like two hours. (laughs) (laughs) Which is how you know it's a good movie. Yeah. It feels longer than it actually is. Yeah. Over time, this might move up my rankings, but as of right now, like, I've seen it. I think I get it. I don't think there's that much that begs for, like, deeper exploration or revisiting. Is that a big thing for you? You rewatch movies because you want to extract more out of them? Sometimes, yeah. Um, gotcha. Like, we just watched something. I've been watching too many movies lately. And there's been a lot of movies where, like, I see a joke or, like, a whole scene that I didn't get. Oh. Hangover. We're, no, it's not that. <laughs> uh, Dumb and Dumber. Oh, you guys um, rewatched Dumb and Dumber. We watched Dumb and Dumber while you were asleep on the floor. The other night. <laughs> I, came in, I came home from work, took a shower... And then just collapsed in the living room. I wasn't drunk you or anything. You didn't collapse. You came into the living room, sat in the chair, said, I'm going to go get my blanket. And came back out here with your blanket and a pillow. And then just fell asleep on the floor. Did I have... I don't think I had a blanket. I you think it said just, you were going to get your weighted blanket. Maybe you didn't bring it, but you said you were going to. Because I woke up at like 5 a.m. cold in the living room and just sleeping on a pillow. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, okay. You guys watched Dumb and Dumber while I was collapsed on the floor. Um, but yeah, I watched that and there was a whole bunch of stuff that like, I just never noticed in that movie before. Um, gotcha. that was like mind blowing. I was like, I've, I've seen this movie within the last two years and I've seen it several times throughout my life and it's like just fun. So like, yeah, there's movies like that, that I want to watch again and see more stuff in or something about it. But like for a lot of movies, that are action based, especially I'm kind of like, all right, like I'd rather watch an action movie. I haven't seen than one that I have that I just feel like 
I'm not going to get anything new out of it this time, you know? Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. You don't feel that way? Uh, you know, I'm really cold on action movies, so I'm not interested in watching new ones. If there's one that's tried and true, I'll watch that. Like, I'll watch Judgment Day whenever, all the time. I'm not so interested in trying new action movies. Have you not seen the John Wick trilogy? I have not. I really want to make you watch that. I know you do. You've brought it up before. It's very fun. Strictly Jimmy. That would be a great... Well, I, I don't think it works. I think Shanley likes those, too. <laughs> okay. Shanley sure loves action own. movies. She likes them more than I do. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. All right. And share my rankings? Get after it, bro. So, again, uh, these rankings have nothing to do with the quality of the movie. It's just your likelihood to watch them on one of your movie nights. Now, I, I re-qualify that because... That comes into play with my my rankings, especially this week. So I I liked this movie a lot. It was one of those experiences when I saw a movie that people have loved for a really long time and watching like, oh, like I, yeah, I get it. Like, I totally get it. This is number two for me. What? Yeah. That's nuts. What's number one? Wild Wild West. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> and uh, so we got we got two competing flying devices in my top two, and number three is Spirit of Vengeance. So here's the thing: that's hilarious that both of us have a Ghost Rider movie and Wild Wild West in our top <laughs> in the three. Top three. Uh, are we bad people? <laughs> no, we're the best people. <laughs> we're the only ones who are right in the world. That's awesome. So, Wild Wild West is not going to move from my number one for a really long time because I would love to throw a movie night, invite people over, and kick Wild Wild West on. You can yeah. do that. You can have chips and guac in an entirely like, different hey, room. We're going to watch Wild Wild West. You yeah, want to come over? You just pass, you pass in and out of the room. People are talking. People are shouting at the screen. That's a do, good do, time. Do, do, do. What? It's from the song. What song? We're going straight oh. to the wild, wild west. <laughs> you remember in like the breakdown? Do, 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 do. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. So yeah. that's yeah, they're doing all that stuff. Yeah, Cisco. He's Ciscoing it up. He sure is. That you could you throw... could put that movie on repeat and just leave it on yeah. for like a ten hour party. And, it, and it's <laughs> and everyone keep coming in and seeing a different part. Or and like, pop oh, in. I saw this part already. I'm gonna wait till it comes back around. Yeah, you could. That sounds like a fun party. It really does. So, on any week of any time of the year, can I throw on Wild Wild West and have a movie night party? Yes, any time. Because there are people who hate that movie, and there are people who love that movie. And there are things to hate and love about that movie all throughout. Now, this movie just barely falls short of that because it seems to me like any movie night, I'd be down to throw this on. It's short. It's punchy. It's entertaining. It gets me thinking a little bit, but not too much. I don't need I don't need to put forth energy to watch this movie. I don't feel any sort of investment really in anything, with the exception of that rape scene, which again is brutal. It's... It's it's an easy movie, um, but this is not a movie I'd want to throw a party and have people watch because 
my experience with it is like you have to actually pay attention to it. It moves yeah. pretty damn fast. And that would be frustrating to have people over for. Like right now when I was planning a hypothetical Wawa West party, I was getting jazzed up. I'm like, yes, let's do this. I would never do that for Mad Max Road Warrior. Totally. But I really, really enjoyed it. And I totally get it. And if I watch the first Mad Max and it's not as exciting for me, I'll be super disappointed. But I, I do expect that uh, Fury Road will just blow my socks off. So I'm really excited to watch it. I think part of the reason I never got around to watching it is because I was mostly unfamiliar with the franchise. Mm-hmm. Everything else that it has going for it, I, I would, should want to see. But I think I'm kind of a completionist. And if if, I, if I'm not extremely yeah. familiar with the franchise, I'm not going to jump into a Lega sequel for it. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. That, that may be also why. It also came out at a time where I wasn't watching any rated R movies. I was kind of like reconfiguring what sort of stuff I wanted to watch and kind of have an impression on me. I can't believe that's rated R. I believe it is. That's, I mean, I guess I could believe it, but I can't think of why that would be rated R. I feel yeah. like it's not that bloody, and I don't think there's much, if any, nudity. Well, Road Warrior um, was rated R. Well, that's because there's a rape scene. Yeah. But Fury Road, I feel like, seems like PG, maybe, or PG-13. Right. Okay. Interesting. Um, okay, well, yeah. Um, I I guess, I mean, I, I have the similar gap between them. Mine aren't right next to each other, but I would agree with both of your statements about Wild Wild West Party sounding awesome and Mad Max Party not sounding great. I think I would move this up my rankings if we could find a version where <laughs> the sound the audio quality is was better. Because honestly, like, I think that that was a big problem for me. It's like I was constantly feeling like I need to turn the volume up or down, and it was very frustrating. Yeah. I feel like if I could hear the dialogue and the music simultaneously at a, like a reasonable mix with each other, I'd be pretty stoked. I feel like this could be a lot better of an experience. Because the volume was maxed out. Oh, dude, it was so mad how maxed it was. Road warrior. Yeah. <laughs> he rode that warrior on the back of his motorcycle. <laughs> with the chaps. Mm-hmm. With the chapless ass. <laughs> Is it your favorite time in the whole wide wheel? It's about to go down. <laughs> Reb Brown. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> hey, yo. Uh, on Tuesday, I woke up thinking... All right, I get to spin tonight. And I was like, oh, no, I don't. We're watching Jimmy's movie. And then we skip tonight. We normally uh, record this podcast on, on a Wednesday, but now we're recording it on a Thursday. So I just feel like I've, I've been waiting too long. Yeah, know? it's messed up, dude. We've been neglecting your turn for so long. I know. It's technically Friday right and, now. And, like, Shanley didn't even, like, stick around for it, which is, like... It's pretty ooh, disrespectful. Like, I think ooh. we should skip her turn. Just... <laughs> Sorry, Shanley, for the next three months, it's just Jimmy and me. Yeah, you don't come back until the next, after the jingle wheel. <laughs> we gotta go to the calendars and make sure we're keeping up on that. Oh, yeah. I think it's next week. Maybe. Oh. Uh, no. We should have more. Sorry. I think we put it in the calendar. 
I got something that I have spun before. Okay. But it was a long time ago, so it's definitely valid. Matt's parents' recommendation. Nope. Damn it. That would have been cool because my mom's in town. <laughs> I know. I was really hoping for that. No. Nope. Um, okay, you've spun it before, but it's been a long time. I shouldn't have left you. Without a watch, wheel to step, to step two. two. Step two? Okay. So it could be... You said it's a long time ago. It could be failed superhero franchise. Could be bad sequel. Probably not Nicolas Cage filmography. I feel like I would know your reaction to that better. <laughs> Probably not anything more recent than that. Earbuds Cinematic Universe and Thomas and Taylor's recommendation are too recent. I'm going to go with bad... Um, no, not bad sequel. I'm going to go with failed superhero franchise. It is indeed failed superhero franchise. Yeah. Pretty excited for this. I'm not. There there was something and I'm going to have I'm having trouble remembering it now. But last time I did this, there was something afterwards like, "Oh, I can't believe I didn't put on the list." Mm-hmm. So I got to think back on it. If it you know, I have one for bad sequels like in my back pocket. I cannot wait to spin that again. So I wish it was, but mm-hmm. it's not. Failed superhero franchise. I'm right. jazzed. Okay. The last time we did this, it was a it was cursed with bad luck. We lost a recording. We had to re-record yeah. it. And I remember not being excited for many of your options. Yeah. And I feel like I I hope that you toss out the bad and bring back the better options from it. Hmm. But I'm not optimistic. Yeah. You go. You think you're going to go all new? Fully new options? All male, all new? All male, all new. Yep. <laughs> the way I like it. I'm a leather daddy. Leather daddy. Uh, I don't new? know. I would like to. I just, uh, I'm not confident that I'll be able to think of that many. But there's got to be. I mean, you only need five. Yeah. I really hope that you pick something from... I'd say the MCU era. So, like, not the MCU, obviously, because I don't think any of that works. Yeah. I there, would there argue is, there that is you something... could go with, like, the Hulk. The Edward Norton one. Uh. That's, like, a failed franchise. I know that a fact that I said it means you're not going to pick it. But I think that arguably could fit. But I would say something from, like, high school to now. Hmm. Or in the age of the MCU would be pretty exciting. All right, I'm having some ideas. This I always feel um, I feel very comfortable in this category. This That's is great. my watch wheelhouse, if you will. Could you speculate? Are you going to try to pick something that you think we're all going to like? I don't know this time. I'm not sure. I think we've had we've had it too good for too long. Did you think that we would like Steel? I thought you'd have fun with it. Our experience, for the most part, was what I expected it to be. Aha. Uh-huh. I'm I'm not excited. I feel like this is one of those categories that like the franchise failed, so we're obviously not going to watch something that was great. I will be honest when I say that there are a lot of failed franchise movies that have a lot of good things that I like. So that's not necessarily the case. Cool. I don't think I'm going to pick something that's atrociously bad just to stick it to us. Mm -hmm. Which on certain occasions I would do. But uh, 
this is a beloved category for me. So I think uh, I'll try to find something that is not 100% good, but yeah, we'll see. So when we put out our Phantom episode, yeah, I got a lot of people mentioning The Shadow or saying that they thought that that was that movie. So I think it's um, Alec Baldwin, maybe. Eric Berwin. Was The Shadow? He was, yeah. But a lot of people apparently experienced that one there. Like I, I was aware of it. I don't think I watched it. Did you watch that? I don't think so. Did no. you watch The Phantom? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, um, I was surprised. But, yeah, a lot of people on our social media reached out and were like, oh, I loved that movie. Or, like, oh, dude, like, when I saw this, I got excited because I thought it was this movie. Or you guys should do this one, too different stuff like that so a lot of people threw out the shadow just saying for your consideration got it got it i'll keep that in mind yeah cool cool well let's tie it up uh this the unedited version of this episode is so far almost four hours long Woo! it's gonna (laughs) be so fun for you heck yeah there's a lot of talking about asses and chaps (laughs) i know it's a weird episode it's gonna be started off really strange but anyway we'll catch everyone Next week on Movie Night, right here on the Weekly Watch Wheel, where we'll watch a a failed superhero franchise franchise movie. Up, up, and away. Hey, that's one. Yeah, we can watch Up, Up, and Away. Yeah. Sure. Later. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Weekly Watch Wheel. If you had as good a time as we did... Be sure to subscribe, tell a friend about us, maybe even leave us a review. Hit us up on Twitter at WKLYWatchWheel or via email at WeeklyWatchWheel at gmail.com. Peace! It's the Weekly Watch Wheel. Yeah. I think it's the wire, dude. Because there was a couple of times when my wire wasn't working good. Yeah. And now it's been Shanley's. You're an asshole. (laughs) I'm glad you laughed at that because I felt bad.